Good morning, everyone. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start the uh, presentation portion of our council meeting. So if everyone would take their seats. And at this time, I'd like to introduce Honorable Parish President Cynthia Lee Shang. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Mario Bazile, our Recreation Director, if you could come join me, please, at the podium. We have some very special girls with us today. So here with us today are the JPRD West 12-year-old girls national bitty basketball champions. Um, this, this team leading up to nationals, JPRD West won the JPRD West Invitation, JPRD, JPRD East Invitational and the Lockport Invitational Tournament. And in the National Bitty Tournament held at Pelican Park in Mandeville, JPRD West won um, only lost one game during bracket play, and they went on to beat JPRD East twice to win the national championship. So I want to call these girls up and the coaches as well to come and give these incredible athletes who brought home the victory for us in Jefferson Parish. Um, we want to recognize and acknowledge them. And I know you girls want to get back to school soon, so <laughs> come on up. So uh, coaches, Mario? Yeah, Mario. I'll just say a few words. Um, I'd like to congratulate the girls, but also um, I'd like to bring up um, our girls programmer, Ms. Tiffany Joseph. Um, she's doing a wonderful job on the West Bank for girls programming. Um, this is a, a, a prime example of uh, the increased participation, the increased enthusiasm we're having for girls programming on the West Bank. We're real excited to have Tiffany. Tiffany's going to introduce the, the coaches as well, um, and the kids will come up. But uh, the, the tournament was great. What's great about what happened with this with this girls team is that um, they competed, and then when they get to the championship, they're playing JPRD East um, in Mandeville in Mandeville for the championship, and uh, that's a true sign of the strength of JPRD athletics um, to to have those two teams battle at the end um, for the championship, which is uh, which is tremendous for our our JPRD programming. So thanks to the uh, athletic uh, administration. Uh, Brad Roth, Tim Collins, you guys, uh, Sean Buris uh, from the West Bank Athletic Administrator. So thank you all so much for what you do. Tiffany, you can go ahead and introduce the coaches. Thank you, Mario. Good morning, everyone. So I would like to introduce uh, our champion coaches. Uh, we have head coach Kenya Johnson. We also have our assistant coach, Carl Antoine along with Wilson Cole. Good morning, everyone. I would like to start with introducing the girls for winning the uh, West Bank uh, National Biddy Championship. Ms. Kiana Butler. Ms. Jayla Albert. Ms. Cass Antoine. Ms. London Penn, Janiah LaFleur, Tamia Cole, Anari Perkins, Tiana Cole, congratulations ladies.
Council members, if you would like to come take a picture with our incredible athletes. have uh, Mayor Belinda Constant from Gretna and Councilman from District 1, Councilman Edwards, Councilman Marion Edwards, join me, please. Okay. Councilman, okay, I'm going to let you introduce them, okay. Um, and I'll let, I'll, I'll, when you speak, okay. Um, in 2020, the City of Gretna was awarded funds from the National Park Service and Lieutenant Governor, uh, Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser's office to assist with placing McDonoughville on the National Register of Historic Places. McDonoughville is considered to be the oldest neighborhood in Jefferson Parish and among the oldest in the greater New Orleans area. Even so, there is little comprehensive research regarding the community's origins and evolution. Named for its philanthropic founder, John McDonough, McDonoughville was established in 1815, which makes it Gretna's earliest subdivided development. The McDonoughville Historic District is characterized by modest residences set back on sizable lots and a lack of commercial corridors, which gives it a sleepy pastoral atmosphere that is rooted in its origins as a residential farming community. Although McDonoughville has been part of the city of Gretna since 1913, this sense of being removed from city life continues to distinguish it from its more urbanized neighbors. In July of this year, the McDonoughville Historic District was officially entered into the National Register of Historic Places. The National Register nomination process was a first step toward better understanding the neighborhood's history. So I wanted to invite Mayor uh, Constant up um, as well and present this incredible registration to you. And I want you to... Thank you, Madam President, and I want to introduce the council members who are with me and who share the McDonoughville Historic District, and that is Councilman Rudy Smith from District 1 and Councilman Mike Kenyib from District 2. Oh, Cynthia, I want to say something. <laughs> this is just a wonderful idea. The, the, the McDonoughville area is, is such a picturesque and a beautiful part of the West Bank and, and Gretna. So pleased that this is that this has been done, and you guys do a great job. And also, Councilman Edwards and I were right in that neighborhood last night, and the tree lit, lit up right by the sign is absolutely stunning. It's it's beautiful at the entrance. So good work to you all on that, um, Mr. Chairman. Yeah, and I just have a, a, a just a comment, a quick, quick comment. You know, McDonoughville is dear to my heart and Gretna because basically both sides of my family were raised in McDonoughville. Uh, as well as back in the days, my grandfather and my father, before we had ice refrigerators, they were the ice men of McDonoughville that would go in people's homes at 4 o'clock in the morning and my dad would go to school. They'd walk in the back door of people's homes 
and put ice in the ice box in McDonoughville. So they were the icemen in McDonoughville. So my roots go deep. So thank you for recognizing uh, McDonoughville. Thank you. Thank you. Council members, if you come take a picture with us, please. You want to join me? Our next presentation is for some very special individuals we have in Jefferson Parish. You know, what we always say, and I know I've heard council our big asset in Jefferson Parish is the employees that we have. The experience that goes so deep in every department is critical. And what that means is you have people who are willing to be a public servant and be part of Jefferson Parish for decades and every year they get a little bit better and they're able to mentor other people and really get to a level of expertise and you know there are a lot of anniversaries we have in Jefferson Parish for for your employee and, and your tenure but these people really need to be recognized because we're talking about 40 years of service um, and I'll call those two people first to be recognized Janice Farness Library and Senior Associate. We want to call you up, Janice, and recognize you as well. Yes. In recreation, our next, again, 40 years of service, Warren Mullaney, Recreation Center Supervisor Assistant. And last but not least, for 45 years of service in recreation, Stanley Schofield. This is an incredible honor that you all have had to dedicate your career to Jefferson Parish. It is the reason why I believe Jefferson Parish is so strong. They are just representing the many employees that we have who just dedicate their career to their good work and Jefferson Parish is the beneficiary of it. So thank you so very much. Thank you. <laughs> Council members, you want to come take a picture? No, 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 I need a
get that to you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Warren. Good seeing you. All right, at this time, I would like to introduce uh, the Honorable Councilman Edwards. The more I learned about uh, Mr. Julio Guichard and his accomplishments and his contributions, the more impressed I was. This proclamation this morning is so incredibly well-deserved that I'm honored to be here to present it. Whereas Julio Guichard was born in Cuba and immigrated with his young family to the state of New York, and whereas in 1963 he moved to New Orleans, Louisiana, and later to Belmede and Gretna, Louisiana, beginning what would become the historic and prestigious career of the man who would create Hispanic media for the people of South Louisiana. And whereas, starting with broadcasting sports programs, he saw the need for a Hispanic radio station, and in 1971, he founded KGLA-AM, known as Radio Mill, on the West Bank. And whereas, over the next 25 years, Radio Mill was the only station that broadcast in Spanish, and in the early 90s, he spearheaded WADU uh, Radio Monumental, and whereas his work was not limited to radio, he organized many Latin music festivals which featured famous entertainers such as Salian Cruz, Alvaro Torres, Charitan Luis Enrique, and Cheyenne. And whereas he also had a great television career and was the longtime host of, and producer of De Todo Un Poco, and he interviewed many famous Hispanic entertainers, Latin American politicians, writers, artists, and sports luminaries, and whereas he has been honored by the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and was the recipient of their Excellencia Award for Lifetime Community Service, and whereas in 2017 he received the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Foundation Lifetime Achievement Award, and whereas Julio Guichard has dedicated his life to building a better and stronger community and raising a fine family as well. Now, therefore, the Jefferson Parish Council of Jefferson Parish, Louisiana, hereby thanks and commends Julio Guichard for his extraordinary record of service to the citizens of Jefferson Parish. Mr. Guichard. Thank you. Thank you. Council members, if you'd like to come have a picture with us, let me give you this. Let's do this, and you can hold it in front of you while you we take the picture. Mr. Gishar, it's been an impressive career, and we appreciate everything that you've done. Okay, thank you. Let's turn around so we can get a picture with you. Thank you.
Guichard again. this time, I would like to introduce the Honorable Councilman Bonanno, uh, the best dressed man in the room today. <clears throat> I'm just upset that Al Morello's not here. You know, he's, he's always the one to staff. I, was, I wore this just to outshine him today. But good, I'd like to call up the members of the City of West Wego Fire Department and the Council and the Mayor, please. We have with us the mayor himself, Robert Pillon, his council members, Lisa Valance, May Campbell, Robert Utley, Mr. Bonvillian, and Deputy Chief. Deputy Chief, right? Bouvier, P.I.L. Bouvier, and Assistant Chief Lonnie Taylor. Yesterday was a very auspicious occasion for us. The City of West Wego's Volunteer Fire Department made 100 years old yesterday, a very great occasion. And I'm, I'm apologizing in advance, I forgot to bring my picture, but I have this picture of a very young West Wego firefighter named Robert Billiot at the reins of a horse-driven fire truck going to the fire. <laughs> and, you know, being a fireman myself, he told me, you know, it was a lot easier to maintain our fire equipment back then. You didn't have to give it gas. You didn't have to change the batteries or change the oil. All you had to do was remember to feed it and give it water twice a day, and you were good to go. Whereas the West Wego Volunteer Fire Company Number 1 was established in 1922 to protect the lives and properties of the citizens of West Wego, Louisiana, and the surrounding communities. And whereas since its inception, the West Wego Volunteer Fire Company 1 has faithfully executed its duties to the citizens of the city of West Wego, and whereas the dedicated work of the West Wego Volunteer Fire Company Number 1 has allowed its citizens to receive reduction in insurance rates, and whereas on December 13, 2022, the West Wego Volunteer Fire Company Number 1 celebrated 100 years of exceptional service to the community of Jefferson Parish and the city of West Wego, and whereas this council wishes to recognize and commend the West Wego Volunteer Fire Company Number 1 with outstanding contributions to the community upon the occasion of the 100th anniversary of its founding. Now, therefore, the Jefferson Parish Council of the Parish of Jefferson, Louisiana, hereby honor, recognize, and congratulate the West Wego Volunteer Fire Company Number 1 for 100 years of dedicated service. We'd like to thank the Jefferson Parish Council for recognizing us today. On behalf of the members, the officers of the West Wego Volunteer Fire Department, it's been our privilege to serve West Wego and Jefferson Parish. We do more than just fight fires. We respond to vehicle accidents and perform rescues, assist the city's ambulance service, prevent fires, and we there for all the weather emergencies like floods, tornadoes, and hurricanes. But uh, we couldn't do it without the outstanding paid and volunteer farmer that we have on the fire department. So we thank Jefferson Parish again. Wish you happy holidays on behalf of the city of West Wego, its mayor and council. Thank you very much for recognizing us today. (laughs) 
I would like to also thank um, Jefferson Parish Council and Councilman Dino Bonanno for doing this for us. But what, what he forgot to tell you is that he used to have that job. <laughs> But he wouldn't go to the fire. He would always get lost. So we had, we had to take him out of that job and put somebody who knew where to go. So but thank you all very much. Madam President and my fellow council members, come on down. Let's take a picture. I squeeze in. Good morning, everyone. Um, we, we have a proclamation that we'd like to give to an organization that um, has given to our parish for over 25 years. Uh, and everyone knows standing here, as well as my colleagues in the business community, we wouldn't be with Jefferson Parishes today without this organization. And the, the Jefferson Chamber of Commerce is selling tw celebrating 25 years of moving Jefferson Parish forward. And I'd like to call up Ms. R Ms. Ruth Walker with us today to, uh, to present to her a proclamation and, and everyone give their comments. Um, once again, we would not be Jefferson Parish, the business community, the quality of life, and the way we raise our families in Jefferson Parish, if it was not for the chamber that works closely with each and every one of us in this chambers, uh, its elected officials, its residences, and businesses, and we're very proud to be able to stand here with you today. Um, and just a small pro pro proclamation, whereas Jefferson Parish Chamber of Commerce, Commerce was founded in 1997 with a few dedicated people with some great ideas and with the needs of an organization to advocate for business in Jefferson Parish. Whereas Jefferson Parish Chamber of Commerce now represents more than 900 businesses throughout the community. Whereas Jefferson Parish Chamber of Commerce brings local business leaders and elected officials together with our congressional delegation and national chamber representations as part of the annual Washington, D.C. fly-in and Washington Mardi Gras, which is a very big deal for all of us to argue our points. Whereas the Jefferson Chamber of Commerce has successfully stood strong for key public policies from safeguarding our region's 504 area code as in retaining educa educational talent via helping to fight for pay raises for our teachers. Whereas in 2018, the Jefferson Chamber received a five-star accreditation by the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, an honor that only 2% of chambers throughout the whole country gets. Whereas the Jefferson Chamber supports Jefferson Parish businesses during COVID-19 pandemic through a special 
shop a local program, uh, as well as uh, did a video series. Whereas the partnership with JETCO, GNO Inc., and RPC and other Jefferson Parish Chambers of Commerce commute, uh, continues to promote big picture thinking to support its mission to improving business in Jefferson Parish. Whereas this council wishes to recognize and commend the Jefferson Chamber of Commerce for its outstanding contributions to our community upon the occasion of its 25th anniversary. Therefore, Jefferson Parish and Jefferson Parish Council of Louisiana hereby recognizes the Jefferson Chamber of Commerce for the 25th year anniversary. And thank you very much. Uh, I would like to at this time, because each one of us are impacted by the chamber, and if any of my colleagues would like to have a comment, please do. I don't know if it's my moment. I just want to first um, thank the Jefferson Parish Council, Council Chairman, and the entire council and parish president for having us here today. Um, we are honored to celebrate our 25-year anniversary this year. Tomorrow will make my one-year anniversary leading the organization, so I cannot take credit on it. On it, But um, we've stood strong for the Jefferson Parish business community, over our 900 members for the last 25 years, and worked with numerous councils, numerous parish presidents to make Jefferson Parish the best place to do business. So I want to thank you all for constantly offering your support and encouragement to not only our, our business members, but also our organization as a whole. And I also want to thank my team, who um, the majority of them are here today, and we do a lot of hard work, and they do a lot of hard work for me and, and the entire organization to make it successful. So I'd like for it to join them, um, to have them join me this morning to take a picture with you as well. Now come on up. I'd like to call my legislative assistant, Ms. Angela Calais, to come down here and join me. With the DiGirolamo family and Mike Calais, come up here as well. Mr. Arrow, you weren't here early when I addressed everybody. I spoke about it. I'm disappointed. No Christmas outfit? Banano. I didn't know if you, your, your suit speaks loud enough. I didn't know if you could. I need to make your way this way. He don't need a microphone. <clears throat> so in keeping with the themes of anniversaries, I'm proud to announce that my assistant, Ms. Andrea Calais, just recently made her 50-year <clears throat> anniversary with the parish. 
Started with the parish back in 1988 and soon after uh, was joined by a gentleman by the name of Anthony DiGirolamo, Tony, the shark as we all called him. Um, he would be a very proud man if he were with us today. I'm sure he is shining, smiling down on us and he's beaming brightly as a proud father from heaven. Excuse me, it's hard to get through this. Anthony and I became very close friends over time. And his young daughter, 20 years old, joined us very shortly afterwards. She first worked as a clerk for the, for the council. And then when Tim Coulomb became parish president, she switched sides and came over to work for Jefferson Parish President's Office as a secretary, where in 2010, she then went back to the council to work for then councilman Elton Legasse, where she rose to the ranks to become his aide at, at one point in time. Um, I was very proud of the fact that, you know, even though she left after Councilman uh, Legasse's term ended, she went to work um, for Ricky Template. And she stayed there until I was elected and became my legislative aide. So it's been a very great career. The DiGirolamos have had a long-running career with Jefferson Parish. I know y'all recognize this young man all the way over here to my left. Uh, that's Angel's uncle. Uh, he was one of Tony's cousins. Nobody needs to recognize or know the name Nick DiGirolamo, but he was a longtime parish employee. So as you see, the, the DiGirolamos have had a great run and a lot of service to the people of Jefferson Parish. And so with that, I'd like to congratulate Angel, and I'm going to ask her husband, Mike, to go ahead and pin her 30-year pin on her. We're gonna you want to say a few words? I just want to let y'all know that I'm honored and blessed to have worked with so many great people over the past 30 years, and being an at-will and appointed employee for 30 years had its difficult times, but it also had some great times. I've met some great, lovely people, a lot of them that aren't with us anymore, but Many of y'all are, y'all Y'all know you're in my heart. So thank you so much. And joining us here today is Leah DiGirolamo, Tony DiGirolamo's wife, and of course, Angel's mother, her brother, Anthony DiGirolamo Jr., and of course, Uncle Nick. So we're gonna take a little family picture and then I'm gonna ask the council and the parish president to come down and join us. <clears throat> Council members, Madam President, why don't you come join us for a picture? Stay here. Stay here. We got a really wide lens. Maybe we should go. Thank you. 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 Thank you.
Excuse me, is anyone from the Jefferson Community Foundation uh, in the room? Sit right there. Okay, thank you. I'd like to introduce uh, the Honorable Councilman Byron Lee. Today we have the honor of receiving uh, the Jefferson Community Foundation, and many of you all know the great work they do in the community. And they're here to provide us with a big check. Come on up, y'all. <laughs> Anybody want to speak? Okay. Good morning. I'm Christine Brady with the Jefferson Community Foundation, and it is our great honor to. Um, recognize today Entergy for a gift that they recently made to our early education, the Jefferson Ready Start Network. And um, this program is workforce development for Latino families. So this is an important initiative that just got started and we want to recognize Entergy today. We've got Patrick Hamby say a few words. Hi, everybody. This is uh, Patrick Amby, and I am first uh, very, very happy to say I'm not here to talk about any hurricanes. So we got a year off, and I'm very thankful for that. But I'm even more thankful to be a proud partner with the Jefferson Community Foundation, supporting early childhood, and in this case, for the Hispanic community to make sure that no children start school without the proper skills that they need. So again, we're very proud to, uh, to give $100,000 to support the effort. And we know that it's going to go a very, very long way with a great foundation uh, at the helm. So thank you again, and uh, happy holidays, everyone. All the colleagues, we're here. Let's join in.
Uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, that, that concludes our presentation portion of the council meeting. We're going to go ahead and uh, start the meeting. Uh, we're now bringing this meeting to order. This is uh, Jefferson Parish Council meeting on Wednesday, December 14th, 2022. We're here in the General Government Building at 200 Durbany Street, Gretna, Louisiana. This meeting is called to order. Uh, I would like to introduce uh, Councilman Walker for the invocation. Thank you and good morning. I'd like to invite up uh, Dr. Reverend Dr. Thomas Brown of Morningstar Missionary Baptist Church. He's been there quite a while. I know his church has dealt with quite a lot over the past couple of years, going back to the early days of the pandemic. And I know you believe you come out stronger on the other end. Thank you for being here this morning and welcome. Let us pray. O oh God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come, our shelter from the stormy blast, and our defense is sure. Dear God, as we come at this hour in the morning, we're grateful to you for yet another day and for the remembrance of your goodness, your glory, and your graciousness toward all the humankind. And as we have come together today for the good of government, and for the people of this Jefferson Parish. And it is our that we ask your blessings and your choicest blessings upon each and every council person who is here today, along with their staff and families, uh, the president of our parish, Cynthia Lee Sheng, her staff and family, and the entire officiary of this Jefferson Parish government. We pray your blessings upon everyone under the sound of my voice 
and we'll be careful to give you the praise as you continue to make Jefferson a better place to live and work. These and all others we ask in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank, Thank you, so. Reverend Brown. Thank you so much. Uh, we'd like to call up the Honorable Mayor Belinda Conson of Gretna to lead us in a pledge. Please join me. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, Mayor. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. All right, Madam Clerk, would you please call the roll? Yes, sir. Chairman Template. Present. Councilman Walker. Here. Councilman Edwards. Present. Councilman Banano. Here. Councilman Lee. Here. Councilman Impostata. Present. Councilwoman Van Rankin. Present. President, Ms. Lee Shang. Yes, ma'am. And I Thank you very much. Um, this is our last council meeting for 2022, unless some type of emergency evolves before the end of the year. Uh, so, uh, but um, glad to be uh, here. And Madam President, would you like to address the council? Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I heard the shh in the chamber, but unfortunately, I will have to open our comments on today's weather event. Um, we are expecting localized street flooding, heightened risk of tornadoes, as well as wind gusts. So we are, our public works system has prepared for this event. Uh, they're busy now preparing for this event, but we are under a severe weather threat today um, with potential excessive rainfall later today. We, we will announce now that our event scheduled um, at noon and beyond have been canceled for today. So if it's a recreational event, a library event, I know we had a concert um, scheduled for the East Bank Library as well as Lafreniere Christmas, um, the park tour because of the high winds, we have to cancel that for today. So noon events and, and throughout the rest of the day starting at noon are going to be canceled for today in preparation. I know the school systems are doing early dismissal as well. Um, and we also, because we still have from Ida people who are in mobile homes, we are currently setting up Terrytown Playground as a shelter. If you do not believe that the building that you are staying in is sturdy enough, we want you to know that Terrytown Playground will be open at noon today as well as a shelter until the storm passes. Just want to make sure everybody can stay updated by texting JP Alert. Or JP Noticias to 888-777. Remind people to not drive on flooded streets. We don't want to be flooding houses. Uh, and really, just stay indoors because, again, it is going to be severe weather today. This system has already pushed off 12 tornadoes, and we've already had fatalities uh, as, a, as a part of the tornado activity from this system. So it is an event that you have to be mindful of. Okay, with the other remarks... We'll start off on um, item number 151 is going to, is, a, is an item that seeks your approval of our newest appointment to serve as our Jefferson Parish Library Director, Jessica Styons. I'm going to ask Ms. Styons to stand up, if you will, Jessica. If you could please stand up. There's Jessica. So we're asking for your approval for Jessica. Jessica brings 20, over 20 years of experience to the job, most recently serving as the Associate State Librarian. Jessica's motto is to go from collections to connections, and to that end, our library team has been very busy lately scheduling events through the parish. Um, we hosted a wonderful 
Carol's Cookies, Cocoa, and Mocktails on Sunday at the West Bank Regional Library that had 300 people attend. I want to thank Liz Williams, who's the president and founder of the Southern Food and Beverage Museum, for doing the mocktail demonstrations. Harpist Patrice Fisher with ARPA was there for the music. And we also want to thank Mark Waterhouse with Creative Gardens for donating the beautiful trees where the, that were the centerpieces of the event. The other upcoming library events include the Harry Potter Yule Fest, which is taking place Sunday, December 12th from 12 to 4 at the East Bank Regional Library. This event is free thank you, and open to the public. There's going to be crafts, trivia, face painting, as well as food. And our East Bank Regional Library is hosting a free holiday concert series um, every evening at 7 p.m. Again, tonight's event will be canceled, but tomorrow through um, tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday, next week, we'll also have concerts at 7. But again, t tonight's will have to be canceled because of that um, weather event. Last night, there was a Pieta Gorski concert, which was a performance by inter internationally renowned performers, Evan Drockman, Richard Dowling, in memory of Walter Morton. The Morton family is longtime members, uh, friends of my family. Councilman Edwards, I know you, you're very close to Walter Morton as well. We lost him last year, but he was a huge supporter of that foundation, and um, they performed in his memory last night, so we want to think and remember the Morton family for the loss of Walter, who was I was very close to as well. Um, last but not least, our Jefferson Parish Library team is working on some exciting new next-level initiatives. One of them is called Beyond Books, which will launch in the first quarter of next year, so you'll hear more about it. I'm really excited about this. It, it's one of the things that we're going to be introducing is something called the Library of Things, so instead of being able to to traditionally think of the library as checking out books, you're going to be able to check out objects. So think of an instant pot, a tennis racket, a sewing machine. Those are things that you're going to be able to check out of our library of things. And then the cultural passes, which we're going to be able to provide access to many of the family-friendly attractions in this area. You'll be able to. Um, I think I just lost my mic. You'll be able to get those passes. You're still hearing me? Okay. Um, and I'd also like to recognize library employee Sky Cornelia for her leadership that has helped bring these next level initiatives and ideas into fruition. So stay tuned for more information on that. Also want to thank on December 2nd, we kicked off the 36th annual Christmas in the Park. Uh, over a million lights on display, plus a new addition to the park's decoration this year, the the fabulous Ain't There No More Tree. Um, again, I want to thank Trip Rabelais and a special shout out to Trip and his staff for keeping it a secret from me that my family's restaurant, the House of Lee, is um, placed in the middle of that tree. But it's a fun tree for adults. The children might not understand it, but all the Ain't There No More um, logos are on that tree. Great work to the to the craftsmanship and the, just the artisan, the, the beautiful artistic um, creations that they made on that tree. So again, remember, it's t it's closed tonight, but Lafreniere Park Christmas lights, Sunday through Thursday, 5.30 to 9.30, and Friday to Saturday, 5.30 to 10. Um, as many people as you can fit in the vehicle, $10 per car. Um, JPAS Glitter Don't Litter, our Jefferson Protection and Animal Welfare Services partnered with the Bissell Pet Foundation and Jefferson SPCA to host Glitter Don't Litter for Christmas which is a free spay and neuter for cats and dogs this week, and all 215 appointments have already been filled. We want to thank the JPAW staff for their tireless work to prepare and execute the event for the community, as well as our partners for helping make this event such a success. You will see in our, um, 
in our lobbies for our GGB and the Yeni building. We are part of the Toys for Tots drive. Our employees are bringing toys. We want to encourage the public to join with us on our Toys for Tots drive. Um, we collected the most toys in Jefferson Parish this year, so we want to continue that effort. The U.S. Marine Corps Reserve will actually be outside of the Yenny Building today to collect toys on the East Bank. But just be part of this with us. Our employees are doing this, but the, the general public can also bring toys to the GGB lobby or the Yenny Building lobby. And we want to thank Direct, Director Ninette Barrios in Transit for organizing this event. Um, our Jefferson Parish Recreation Team also hosted a special holiday event drive in conjunction with the 11th annual NOLA Families in Need Toy Drive at Pontiff Playground, where a 1,000 gifts were donated um, and distributed to families in need this holiday season. So we want to thank all of our recreation employees for that initiative. We had to, unfortunately, we want to apologize to the public, had some issues with the truck for the Household Hazardous Materials Collection event that we had probably two weeks ago. Um, so that event had to be postponed. So this is to announce that we are rescheduling that event Saturday, December 17th from 9 to noon in the parking lot of the Alario Center. We moved the location because, again, the truck had some difficulties negotiating the ramp at the, the last place. So this is December 17th from 9 to 12 in the parking lot of the Ilario Center. I know people collected materials for this event. This is the rescheduling date. Household materials that we do not want going into our drainage system, into our sewage system, um, corrosive, toxic, ignitable materials. Think things such as paint, common household cleaners, oils, batteries, pesticides that contain hazardous ingredients. So um, if you want a full list of accepted materials, you can look on our website or call 504-731-4612. Again, this event is Saturday, December 17th from 9 to noon at the Ilario Center. Happy to announce that Jefferson Parish has a new business that was recently opened. We cut the ribbon on it last week. Very unique business, the only one of its kind in the country. It's called Movie Poster Archives. This group is a nonprofit group, so it gets people from around the world donating their collections to this, uh, to this nonprofit. They opened up a retail section. So if you are a movie buff and you like old movie posters or stills from a favorite actor, um, it is an incredible collection. It's got over one and a half million items in there. Um, it'll have an exhibition area. They're going to do classes. They do research. Um, and again, the, for, for the Christmas and gift giving, if you have a friend or a family member who is a movie buff, film buff, this is the place that you need to go to. So it's at 605 La Palco, but we're very happy to have this in Jefferson Parish. Again, it is the only one of its kind in the country. Um, so we welcome them and thank them for, for choosing Jefferson Parish. Um, JEDCO just gave the Heart Award, um, which is the hub for expansion, attraction, retention, and talent. It's called the Heart Award. We want to give recognition to Shane Yoakum, our Jefferson Parish Zoning Administrator, for being the recipient of that award this year. Um, so congratulations to Shane and thank JEDCO, who honored him uh, at their luncheon. We also opened our new Jefferson, our newest Jefferson Jeff Cap uh, Head Start Center at Our Lady of Divine Providence in Metairie. Our Head Start program is a 56-year-old program. It serves 825 children. We have some incredible teachers. I want to recognize Jeff Cap Director Christy Langoni and the 200 dedicated um, staff that we have. But this was um, the relocation from Causeway to um, AP Clay, to Causeway, and then now these kids are situated at Our Lady of Divine Providence. And then 
Just a reminder that we are going to be hosting the 33rd Annual Christmas Tree Recycling Project. This is where you'll be able to put your tree outside for the garbage to be picked up, but it won't go in our landfill. It will go to help our marshes. So if you want to be part of this, consider purchasing a tree that does not have the flock on it. It has to be just a green tree, and we're going to give you the dates in the, um, in the new year when you should put your your tree out for um, being part of the Marsh Project. And then last but not least, our offices will be closed on Friday, December 23rd, Monday, December 26th, and then again Friday, December 30th, and Monday, January 2nd for the holiday season and the Christmas season. Thank you. Thank you, Madam President. Look, if I can just piggyback on the, uh, the tree recycling program. Look, that's been going on for years and years, um, and it, it actually helps with protecting the marsh, and it doesn't actually rebuild marsh, but it keeps the marshes actually there in the past. And after Ida devastating uh, wetlands out there, we need the marsh more now than ever before. So if everyone could still please look at after Christmas, saving your Christmas tree for the pickup, uh, and the parish will be around to pick those up to help protect our marsh and outlying areas outside of the levee protective system. Uh, that being said, uh, anyone have comments for the mayor? I mean, uh, parish president? I'd like to recognize Councilman Walker. Thank you, sir. Um, wanted to invite up for a moment um, a couple of gentlemen from LCMC Health, Dr. Jeff Elder and Joey Cancian, to discuss an issue that popped up at our last meeting where we had an issue with an ambulance response in Harahan, and um, you know, people were looking for answers, and we said we'd invite uh, them here today to answer any questions that people may have about what happened in that particular situation and any others. I'll quickly recap it for background and correct me if I miss any of the facts, guys, of, of what happened along the way, but there was a gentleman in Harahan, a retired firefighter, who, was, uh, who had a stroke while driving. He got into a wreck. Uh, there was no ambulance available. A Harahan police officer helped him get into his friend's home. He continued to not feel well. Uh, he called again. There was still no ambulance available. JPSO showed up, helped load the gentleman into a friend's car to take him to the hospital. He was later diagnosed with a stroke. Five weeks later, he is still in the hospital. So at the end of that, he was twice told no ambulance was available. And from what I understand, there might have been a, a, a breakdown in communication somewhere along the way. But I wanted you all to come here today and explain what happened from your end. And then um, if there's any questions from anybody who had questions last time, we'll be able to entertain those as well. And this is Joey, and this is Dr. Elder in the back. My name is Joseph Kanzan. Um, I'm the, the current director for West Jefferson EMS, and I wanted to be able to, um, just like Councilman said, provide some context um, to what happened for this call of service. Uh, it happened on the 10th of November. Um, the, the call was generated at about um, 8, 1835 um, and, and some seconds. Um, at, at the time that this call came out, the ambulance service had uh, one unit that was available, and we had two calls of service that came out almost simultaneously. Um, those calls were triaged um, by the more acuitous, and the unit was sent to the more acuitous call first. Um, this call of service came in for a possible injury uh, with a complaint of dizziness. Um, immediately after, it was determined that there was not a, a unit to send immediately while they were trying to get one up for shift change. Um, we went through the normal process of trying to activate backup services, <clears throat> excuse me, um, as what happens there in, there in periods of high volume. Um, because of the increase in call volume regionally at that time, there were no backup services available. What actually stopped the ambulance from being able to, to, be, um, to arrive to the scene is that in that time period, um, and we're talking about a four-minute time period while they were trying to get that unit up and running, 
sheriff's office did arrive on scene and the unit was canceled en route, saying that the patient was going POV. So at that point, it was removed from the queue, which would have stopped any response from the ambulance at that point. Okay, I'll go ahead and let Dr. Elder say whatever he needs to, and then we'll go from there. Is that all you had? Yes, I do. Um, and there is a couple of announcements we wanted to share as well. Okay. Thank you. I would like to update the council on just a little bit about what LCMC Health is doing with uh, our ambulance providers, both West Jefferson and East Jefferson EMS. Um, we are uh, obviously now uh, having uh, operations at both hospitals. LCMC Health is working to really bring those EMS services together to provide consistent service across both sides of the river. Um, with that, our EMS service directors, both Joey and, and, our e, and our East Jefferson EMS director, are going to be working closely on operations and how we utilize EMS services on both sides of the river. Uh, to include that, we're going to, we have some support from leadership to both increase capital for ambulance purchases and have dedicated capital to that for additional ambulances, as well as really focus on recruitment and retention of our paramedics and EMTs. That includes additional um, supervisory and assistant supervisory staff at East Jefferson EMS that will mirror what we have currently at West Jefferson EMS. And also we'll have uh, some shared system medical direction so I've been appointed to serve as the medical director for both East and West Jefferson EMS with help from Dr. Mulladew, who's the current medical director at, at East Jefferson EMS. So that'll give us some clinical oversight that will stretch over both services and really I hope to improve the operations of both services as a combined uh, operation um, through both of the hospitals. Um, so I, I appreciate the time that we have to, to give that update to the council and obviously are here for any questions. How many calls would you say you get on an average per month? Uh, it, yearly, it's roughly, it's between 60 and 70,000 call volume on both sides of the river. Yearly for both sides of the river. Um, so for some context, if you're looking at the third district where the River Ridge, Harahan area is, there have been 56 calls so far this year where no units were available and uh, the East Bank Consolidated First District, 256 calls throughout this year where no units were available. The rest of the parish, comparably, didn't have nearly as many calls. So when you look at those two, specifically the River Ridge Harahan area, is there, is there a staffing issue? Is there an ambulance issue? Do you all feel like you're, you're well prepared to cover that area? And do you, why, why would you say that that number is disproportionate to the rest? I think we do have some staffing issues on through East Jefferson EMS that we are currently uh, improving. We've actually had some new hires that have come over that are going to be starting with that. We're actually working for additional uh, ambulance support from West Jeff, an additional truck that will support East, the East Bank as well. And we're also uh, working uh, through both sides of the river to ensure that if either side needs help and coverage, we can move ambulances back and forth. And that leads me to my last question for you all, and then I'll let anybody else jump in. Um, the parish ordinance for ambulance services answering 911 calls seems to be woefully outdated after the sale of East Jeff and the, the lease of West Jefferson, where it basically says um, the East Bank is responsible for the East Bank and the West Bank is responsible for the West Bank. But you're painting a picture where it'll be crossover 
from both, yeah, right? Absolutely. I mean, the goal here is to work as one system. Just like as a health system with our, our multiple hospitals working together, we want to have both EMS services work together to cover both sides of the river and to be able to back each other up and to continue to serve all the citizens uh, and visitors in Jefferson Parish. So our goal is to operationally streamline that, including with the medical direction, um, to provide the best clinical service that we can provide to our, to our patients. So based on the way this is written, would you recommend that the parish ordinance needs to be updated? Seems like it does. Thank you. I, I, Joey, you had something else to add? Okay. That's all I have. If anybody else has any questions. Talk to Aldi. You know, this is an issue I've been concerned about for about two months now, as it has occurred numerous times in my district. Uh, but I, my analysis of the situation is that in the past, our dispatchers were medically trained to triage calls. The system we have in place now, they're just call takers. So whereas in a life-threatening emergency, somebody's in cardiac arrest, they're choking, they're bleeding, et cetera, our dispatch were able to quickly triage the call and determine, hey, look, if there's not an ambulance available, rule our fire departments. Our fire departments are all medically trained, either medical first responders or EMTs, and they carry full kits with them, medical kits with them on the truck. That is where we're failing right now, in my opinion. And you told me the other day when we met that you guys are looking at a software that would triage the call for us. Could you explain that a little bit? Yeah, it's, a, it's emergency medical dispatch. So th this is a, a software that will allow those call takers who are not medically trained to input data into the system through questions to the caller. That allows you to then prioritize the call for service. So if mm -hmm. you have two calls at the same time, one being a higher priority or a sicker, more critical patient than the other, mm -hmm. it allows that non-medical person to just right off the bat say, this is the more this is the higher priority call. This is where we're going to send first. Um, and even even if you have multiple ambulances available, it allows you to dispatch the most critical call first. And so that's mm -hmm. something we're looking into. Uh, we've reached out with 911 and we're discussing with them of what that could look like. In addition, it allows you to prioritize your fire response. So it, it can include a fire department response in those most critical calls where they can really have the most benefit for the patient. Right. We we should be rolling our fire department on any life-threatening emergency because they're going to get there first. They're in the neighborhoods already, they're in their stations, and they can start rendering aid before the ambulance even gets there. So with that said, how far along are you on the process? Because that's the critical piece of the puzzle we're missing is that software and that ability to do it. The quicker we get that done, the better off we're going to be and the safer our citizens are going to be. Because there are going to be times, quite frankly, when we're fully staffed as ambulances, where ambulances aren't going to be available because you just hit those times where there's a bunch of uh, medical calls at one time, and the ambulances are tied up. I, I can tell you, I've reached out to, to 911. Uh, Joey's had some discussions as well. And so we are actively looking at what that would look like um, and, and what that product would look like for the system. Thank you. And let me piggyback on that, Councilman Bonanno, real quickly, because we've had some uh, conversations with the sheriff since we had some conversations. And one of his concerns the price tag isn't the biggest concern if there's not a concern about privatization of the ambulance service at some point, which has been discussed and still could happen down the road. So I think that's one of the hangups that the investment doesn't want to feel like a wasted investment if it goes away in a year, two years, three years. I think the, I mean, we're committed to be here to serve our patients. And so I think when you look at the investment, this product really engages the call takers in a best practice, evidence-based way to give the absolute best service uh, to the 911 callers. And I think it really has become standard of care, and I think it's something that we really have to look into to be able to provide. 
and Doc, I would ask you for this favor. So as far as I'm concerned, price should never be a consideration when it comes to saving someone's life. So if at any point in time price becomes a concern, please let us know so the parish can get engaged. Sure. Thank you. Yep. you. want to open it up for anybody else questions? Anybody else have any questions? I know Ms. Pearson was one person who wanted to say something. The amount suspending the rules and letting a few people comment? So moved. So, so moved. Ms. Pearson, please state your name for the record. Nancy Pearson, uh, River Ridge Community Association uh, president. I was the one that brought it to the council at the last meeting uh, because one of our members was the firefighter who couldn't get help. Uh, as you know, everything is computerized. Everything's saved. All the conversations now are saved. And so you can go back and see exactly what happened and not approximate. So the Harahan call came out at 1752. Well, they requested EMS at 1752. At 1823, Harahan police advised that they were transporting the subject to Mark Lane because they had been told no EMS was available. At 1825, EM, uh, headquarters asked e the uh, Harahan unit if they needed EMS at the scene. Well, they had already left the scene, so they said negative. They did not <coughs> need EMS at that scene. There was nobody else there. Because again, they had never been told EMS would be available. And we have all those printouts if, if those are needed. The JP incident that the gentleman referred to, at 1835, the item was created. At 1840, EJ advised no EMS, AMED no EMS, Acadian no EMS, and NOLA no EMS was available. So at 1840, the JP rank advised to send a unit. He arrived at 1845 told the lady no EMS was available. The gentleman was in distress. The deputy put the gentleman in the car. The lady brought him to the hospital, where he is still today, after five weeks tomorrow. Our biggest concern is that if you look at the third district, how many times the fire department was sent because EMS was not available from January through October was 56 times. River Ridge is a vital, important part of this community, of this parish. And many times we feel like if you look at those numbers, it's River Ridge, the third district, it's not getting the services that other people are getting because we're not in the middle of everything. We're down there in what we call in the country. I would ask the parish, working with LCMC, if that's what they have to work with, to, to redo that ordinance and to maybe put something in their contract. I did a four-year request asking for the contract for LCMC when they got the hospitals, and there's nothing about EMS in there. There should be something in there that we, that's why we live in Jefferson Parish, is because we have the best services of any, any place in Metro New Orleans, and that's thankful to the council and the administration and the sheriff's office. And if there's no EMS available, we're putting them in our personal cars. This is 2022. We shouldn't be putting people in our personal cars and having to bring them to the hospital when they had a major stroke, especially after that time period went over because EMS is swapping uh, shifts. So I ask the council and the administration to look at those, the, both the ordinance and the contracts so that we have sufficient EMS. Thank you. Thank you. Tracy Hire, 509 Home Boulevard. Um, 
it concerns me about changing that ordinance and then uh, having one directors trying to serve both sides of this river. I, I actually oppose that idea. I think I like it with the, the East Bank, East EJ being responsible to serve East Jefferson. Um, took me 20 minutes to get across that river. I don't want to wait on an ambulance from across the river. I want to know that, that uh, River Ridge has an ambulance at the ready. Between River Ridge and, and Elmwood and, and uh, Harahan, that's about 10,000 people there. My best friend lives in River Ridge on Garden. He's 87 years old. And this man is ambitious, man. I, 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 don't, wanna, I don't want him to be that next story. I, I, don't want, I don't want them to be talking about Mr. Peter. I don't want to have to think about an ambulance coming from the West Bank. I don't want to have to think about a director on the West Bank deciding for the outcome of 248,000 of my neighbors on the East Bank. I want a director for those 248,000 to make sure that we have an ambulance on the ready at all times to serve anyone who's in need on the East Bank of Jefferson Parish, and we deserve it. We pay for it. There's dissimilar interests. Navigating the East Bank, I know it really well. Navigating the West Bank, not as well. I can't imagine anybody operating. And I, I worked in a service vehicle, so I've worked from everywhere from Slidell, the whole metro area I spent in a service van for, for 15 years as an electrician and tradesman. So I, I can navigate this parish. I can navigate the neighboring parishes. I'd rather have somebody coming from Orleans Parish to help us out. I mean, we defer to them to, for all our directorships from the presidents of those colleges, right? Anyway, <sighs> take care of this. Make sure the East Bank has what it needs. We're paying the cost for all this on the East Bank. Brian Miller, 2121 Indiana Avenue in Kenner. I'd like to comment you made, Councilman Bonanno, about we have paramedics within the fire service. The question is, or the problem is, is as a paramedic who works for a fire department, I am only allowed to work as an EMR. So that's where we would have to do some kind of changing policies, and I think that would have to come from you, Doc, or the other medical director, because a paramedic on an ambulance can push medication. A paramedic on a fire truck cannot. So it's great that we would have firemen, and we do. I mean, I think in our meeting we talked. Firemen across this parish are heroes and are willing to serve their community, but they can't because of the rules, the laws, and the liabilities. We need to look at that when you, you sit down and do it. But I think it's a great idea. Um, and as far as calls, I mean, just for y'all to take into consideration when you're going through it, there was one last night. I know we talked about River Ridge, but the West Bank is Jefferson Parish. And here on the West Bank in Wagaman, there was a call last night for a man that fell, hit his head. The particulars, uh, they can explain, but the ambulance was at a distance delay. The fire went out, was handling. They were already on scene for over 30 minutes when they were then told the ambulance would continue being delayed because there was a mechanical problem, which is understandable. Those things happen in, in ambulances and fire trucks. What is the plan, or where are we getting that mutual aid, whether it be from an outside company or a second EMS unit to go? Because when that fire truck is there, he can't leave. He has to stay in control of that patient. So when there's a fire down the street, he can't even leave to go help that. He has to maintain patient control. So, I mean, we, 
that's a lot of the things that need to come in. It shouldn't just be, yes, I think Joey Lapinto or Sheriff Lapinto, who does a fantastic job, should be part of the meeting, should be part of the communication, but I also think fire and EMS maybe needs to sit down and come up with some, some ideas that's going to better serve everyone in here, not just River Ridge and the East Bank, but everybody on the West Bank too, because they're great citizens over here. Thank you. Al Morella, 4260 East Royal Drive, 5th District, Kenner, 4th District Gun Incorporated, Jefferson, 50 years. First of all, I want to thank the speakers for coming here and uh, speaking up on this issue. And I agree with, with everything they said. Uh, our people, it should be top priority over everything. And if we have to change these policies, we have to amend policies to service the people of Jefferson Parish, that's what we have to do. Even if it means you got to step on somebody's toes, man, or you got to ruffle some feathers, which I have no problem doing at all, ever. So we got to do what it takes to make sure when it comes to emergency situations like this, our people at Jefferson Parish are adequately served. And we also need better, a better line of communication and cooperation. Anybody got any comments, any questions? Thank you. Councilman Pastada. I think, you know, the last time this, that I recall this issue being put front and center uh, was actually a few years ago under a prior, a different makeup of this council. And, and a, a study was undertaken, and candidly, I don't recall the results of that study. But we're in a very different posture now than we were at that time. Um, the elephant in the room that I think, I don't want to be presumptuous, but I think Councilman Walker was alluding to uh, politely, is, is the fact is we are, the parish is no longer in the hospital business. Uh, we don't own, we don't employ the, other than the fire, you know, other than fire department personnel, um, the ambulance service to the extent it is under uh, East Jefferson Hospital, West Jefferson Hospital are employed by LCMC last time I checked, unless I missed something. So it's all private now. It's all privatized now. Uh, one potential solution, if there is, in, in fact, a staff shortage, I hate to say it, is the free market. Uh, are, are other private entities that can supplement those services to avoid uh, to avoid endangering lives. And at the end of the day, we talk about cost. Unless I'm missing something, I don't know that the parish would absorb that expense at all. I think we need a study for that. But when a person, when an ambulance is deployed, um, again, it was one thing when we owned the hospital and owned the ambulance service, but a person's health insurance, Medicare, Medicaid, or their own personal financial responsibility, which is, of course, not a real good thing for the hospital or the medical provider. But at the end of the day, unless I'm missing something, I don't know that the parish bears the burden of such an expense. So um, I think we need to potentially re-engage the conversation, complete the analysis on that study, or maybe re you know have it looked at again since we're now 
um, to talk in my terms, the playing field has somewhat changed um, as we are no longer an owner of a hospital. We no longer employ those ambulances and whatnot, at least based on my understanding of the contracts, contracts that we have executed and the decisions we made. So uh, I might recommend uh, to my colleagues and the parish president that we undertake a more detailed discussion of that and see if, in fact, one of the solutions would be to consider allowing um, outside entities to supplement those services. It's just a thought thinking out loud. Thank you. Thank you. Anything else, guys? Right. Let me ask one question. Just point, of, point of clarification, um, Peggy, is the is Jefferson Parish uh, responsible for the 911 system directly in contract with the sheriff, or has that structure changed? No, it's my understanding we contract with the sheriff. Okay, so that is still our responsibility. Um, and then we contract with JPSO to have JPSO operate it. Um, so, again, I, I guess we still have some skin in the game um, to be able to continue, continue discussing the issue. And certainly, look, I have family in River Ridge. I mean, when you hear something like this or anywhere in Jefferson Parish, it certainly concerns us because it's personal to us, too. So um, I, I do think re revisiting that study that was done to refresh ourselves on what those conclusions were um, and continuing the work on this and work together on it, uh, for sure you have our commitment. All right, all right, thank you. Uh, and you can tell that by everyone's comments that we're all looking to put the citizens of Jefferson Parish first in their safety and well-being. So we'll look at this and see where we can move forward in more of a positive uh, and speedy process. Okay? Thank you very much. Uh, that brings us now to persons wishing to appear before the council regarding resolutions on the agenda and addendum agenda. If uh, you please state your name for the record, you'll have three minutes, and, and pl please state your name to the topic. Al Morella, 4260 East Royal Drive, 5th District, Kenner, 4th District, Gun Incorporated, Jefferson, 50 years. Uh, agenda items, uh, 55, 57, 58, uh, 86, 89, 94, 115, 116, 117, 152, and then another department, 56, uh, uh, 59, and 54. Okay, let's go with uh, item number 55 first. We got an $81,000 increase here. We got uh, additional materials, additional work. We got, uh, now we're going to go to uh, item number 57. Uh, 57, we got a $6.5 million increase, uh, not an increase, a $6.5 million cap that hasn't changed. The contractor couldn't adequately service the West Bank, so now he's just charged with the East Bank. West Bank's going to be put out for bid. Okay, 58. Uh, 58 is a $80,000 increase. Uh, once again, additional work, additional materials. Okay. Uh, we're going to go to, uh, we're going to go to 86 now. Okay. 86 is, is a $90,000 increase. Same thing. Additional work, additional materials. Okay. Now we're going to go to 89. 89 is a $4.2 million increase in the cap due to a three-year extension. 94 is the same as 86. Okay, now we're going to go to 115. 115 is an increase of $7,434. Once again, 
unforeseen obstructions, additional work. 116, 96,000, same thing. 117 is a $1.3 million decrease. The project has been canceled. And one, uh, 152 is uh, going to be a $96,000 increase. Same thing. Additional work, additional materials. Now, we're going to go to uh, 54. 54, you got $6,341 increase. Basically the same thing. Uh, got to be ADA compliant. Federal rules and regulations is the cause of that increase. Now we're going to go to uh, we're going to go to uh, item number. Let's see, what is it now? Fifty uh, fifty-seven. No, not fifty-seven. I'm sorry. It's going to be with that. You have ten seconds. Oh, that's plenty of time, man. Okay, uh, I think it's uh, fifty-eight. Uh, no, I'm wrong. Fifty-six. It is. Fifty-six is no increase. Just a thirty-day. Uh, additional working days. And 59 is $22,000 increase, same thing. Anybody got any comments, any questions? How much time, Ricky? You're done. That's good. I made it right at the wire. Anybody got any comments, any questions? Thank you. It didn't go too fast for you, did I, man? Didn't go too fast for you, did I? I couldn't, I couldn't flip the pages in town. What's that? I couldn't flip the pages in town. Oh, okay. Thank you. Congressman Lee, you got something you want to say? What? I'm sorry. Say that again. Couldn't hear you, man. Speak up. Speak into the mic. Say <laughs> so you may want to inquire about one of our job openings. Go ahead, man. No, 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 no. I'm retired and loving it. After 48 years in the workplace, I'm loving my retirement. Anybody else? Like that jacket, Dino. Please state your name for the record. Ricky Hires, 509 Home Boulevard. Yeah, those jobs in the Paris are pretty lucrative. Anyway, um, I couldn't get a copy of the agenda. You ran out, and at 50 cents a page, I don't even want you printing another one for me. That'd be like 20 bucks. I, I don't need it. I glanced at it, so there's a few things I'm going to get to. Um, firstly, I guess with a 20% increase to our budget, $850 million, I was told at that last meeting, and how it could be called conservative, I don't know. But with that being said, I guess it makes sense that we had an increase of our agenda by like, I don't know, 40% from like 120 items. Now we're up to 189 items that I've given, I'm given three minutes to redress. I couldn't even count that far with three minutes. I mean, this is just ridiculous. This is what I mean when I question legitimacy. Right? That's just illegitimate. So we got this thing going on where we're gonna we're gonna spend a bunch of money on at-risk youth. Right? One point six million dollars is going to at-risk youth to twelve different nonprofits. I, I don't get that. How many uh, at-risk youth do we think we have? And when I'm thinking about past expenditures, when we're talking about where we know how many kids we need that early childhood care uh, expenditure for, but we're doing this, and this is just speculative. This is for programs that may or may not do anything for us. Gifting, Boys Town of Louisiana, I'm sure that every one of these nonprofits is, is well intended, but $1.6 million makes it to where, why am I suffering for all these TV commercials? And for the love of God, can I get a blanket? Y'all gonna get us a Boys Town blanket for the $1.6 million? Does everybody get a blanket? 
All of this spending that we do with good intentions, $16 million to these nonprofits to do some kind of at-risk youth outreach service. Unaccountable. No way to account for this spending. We're going to spend $100 million on preventative maintenance. $100 million, an eighth of our budget is getting spent on preventative maintenance for the drainage. The BLD, whoever that is, they'll never have to do, do any kind of bidding for any kind of job. And anybody working for them, I've worked for T&M jobs. Anybody know what T&M jobs are when you get to work for the government for a big old fat contract? It's T&M. That's just the juice money, baby. That's, that's where nobody's looking, and you can get as much as you want. So when I'm talking about things getting stolen, $100 million you're spending today. Moon's toning got mentioned, and I want to address this personally. I'm coming down off of Clearview from Home Depot, carrying a little bit of a load. Moon's towing guy comes off of Earhart, about clips me coming down the gutter ball of that little exchange. Reckless driving has been rampant. I came in here perversely about the domestic tranquility that's in peril on the East Bank. Reckless driving. Somebody got ran over on power. Sorry, How many Tom. people are going to get run down? Your time is up, sir. Figure it out. Anyone else wish to address the council on the resolutions on the agenda and addendum agenda? All right. Thank you. Madam Clerk, please note no one else has appeared. That brings us to item number one. A resolution selecting for a three-year contract with a two-one-year option to renew at one-year intervals for the acquisition <clears throat> of new videos to include discs downloadable and streaming for the library department under RFP number 442. Councilman Walker. Midwest Tape, LLC. Okay, is there any objection to the selection of Midwest Tape, LLC, on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template. Hearing none, so ordered. Item number two, ma'am. A resolution selecting contract with the parish to provide legally defensible drug screenings for the youth placed on probation by the Jefferson Parish Juvenile Court. Councilman Walker. Redwood Toxicology. Is there any objection to the selection of Redwood Toxicology on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, item three. A resolution selecting to provide a managed wireless network throughout Lafreniere Park for the Department of Electronic Information Systems, RFP 449. Councilman Uh Yeah. All right. Yeah, just to, to explain, this relates to two items on the agenda. Uh, this is a, a pretty big initiative uh, for the parish. This will allow us to provide at the first park and playground in the parish uh, Wi-Fi from beginning to end to the premises, not just limited to indoor facilities, uh, but this is certainly a move in the technological advancement of the parish, um, and the, the funding for this, $500,000 is being provided uh, by the district for ARPA funds. So uh, this is part of the broadband, part of the, part of the initiatives that that stimulus money was uh, provided for. So we're excited uh, that what this will do at that park for the citizens and in addition to the businesses that will be moving into the park um, at the food pavilion that will be built next year, um, this will allow them to have their point of sale um, internet applications and whatnot there for the first time 
uh, in our history. So this is a this is a pretty big development for us. We appreciate the support. Uh, with that, we move to select InfoLink, Info Link, uh, which is a Louisiana company. All right. Is there any objection to the selection of, of InfoLink on motion by Councilman Pastada, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered. That brings us to executive session, which will come back later in the meeting, Madam Clerk. So that brings us to a uh, public appearance agenda portion of our meeting. I have a notation that item number eight is to be canceled due to withdrawal of the applicant. Uh, Councilman Edwards, your motion? No, it's 12. Okay. Is there any objection to cancellation of summary item number 26019 on motion by Councilman Edwards, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, that brings us to number nine, and we can waive the reading. Summary number 26020, approving the concept and preliminary plat of subdivision of lots 1 through 61, square 5, lots 1 through 15, square 6, lots 1 through 20, square 7, lots 1 through 20, square 8, lots 1 through 26, square 9, lots 1 through 12, square 10, lots 1 through 52, square 11, parcels HOA1, two, three, four, and five, home place subdivision as a preliminary plat with waivers to the general development standards in accordance with section 33-2.35 subdivision waivers and the revocation of Brett Court, Dahlia Court, Gretchen Drive, Alyssa Drive, Peyton Court, Chesney Drive, Hilbert Court, Rubich Drive, Tristan Drive, Jonathan Drive, Stephanie Drive, and a part of Home Place Drive and the dedication of Cherry Grove Drive, Retreat Drive, Lansdowne Drive, Goodwood Court, Lindsay Court, Ring Rose Court, and the extension of Home Place Drive and the renunciation of a 35-foot drainage servitude and dedication of a 20-foot drainage servitude and a 5-foot utility service servitude. Council District 3. We're now opening the public hearing on summary item number 26020. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Good morning. Uh, Jeff Valley, 13406 uh, Seymour Myers, Covington, Louisiana. I'm the owner and developer of the property. Um, uh, I guess the, the overarching note would be that uh, we're lessening the density of the project. Uh, there are 230 lots entitled on the project on the property now. We're seeking 160, um, 160 and some change. And uh, we're here with a favorable uh, recommendation from the Planning Advisory Board, as you know. And I have an uh, engineer and surveyor here as well, if you may have any questions. All right, thank you. Yes, sir. Anyone else in favor? Anyone in opposition? Madam Clerk, please note no one appeared in opposition. Councilman Lee, your motion. We welcome new home opportunities in that uh, in Steeplechase subdivision. The community supported it, and so I move forward with it. All right. Is there any objection to, uh, to approval of summary item number 26020 on motion by Councilman Lee, second by Councilman Template? Madam Clerk, I'm being asked to return back to item 8. Yes, sir. Um, and revisit it. Summary number 26019, a resub of lot P1E, Elmwood <coughs> Subdivision, Section D, Council District 1. All right, Councilman Edwards, your motion. 
move to withdraw the, the uh, cancellation and move to deny this matter. Is there any objection to the withdrawal of item number, I guess, summary item number 26019 of cancellation and move to a denial on motion by Councilman Edwards, second by Councilman Template. Hearing none, so ordered. That brings us to item number 10, and Madam Clerk, uh, Councilman Lee informs me that 14 possibly involved with this one as well uh, impacts it. Councilman Lee? You want 14? Yes. Okay. Okay, so after 10, we're going to move to 14. And I'm, I'm sorry, I don't believe we opened the public hearing on number 8 um, when we... When no, we, we didn't. All right. Um, yeah. So if we can go back, go back to number eight and just open the public hearing right, on that one. <laughs> All right, let, let's open the public hearing uh, on summary item number 26020. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Councilman Edwards moves to withdraw the cancellation and moves for denial. Is there any objections to moving to, to, to withdraw the cancellation and move with denial on motion by Councilman Edwards, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered. Are we finished with eight now? Yes. <laughs> okay, <that's good. clears throat> we'll be back to it again, I'm sure. Uh, items number 10, please. Summary number 26021, resub of lot C1. J.S. Brady Annex Subdivision Council District 3. We're now open to public hearing on summary item number 26021. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Good morning, um, Council. Uh, my name is David Greenberg. Uh, this matter is also related to number 14, as someone just alluded to from, from the days, um, which is a request for resubdivision and a request for rezoning as well. Um, I represent Mr. Larry Chetatal and his family who own the uh, Restaurant Cemetery. They've operated this facility in Avondale for over 50 years. Um, they have been a good neighbor and have provided a stable work environment for many in the community. They seek to rezone and resubdivide this property to allow them to build a funeral home with a maximum capacity of two funerals at any given time. The property fronts on Highway 90 and is currently zoned residential. Residential use is highly unlikely given that the property fronts on Highway 90. The, the property at issue was formally zoned as commercial until the early 1990s. In the year 2019, Jefferson Parish, this entity, expropriated a parcel of land from my clients in order to place a public library there. The expropriated property is less than 30 yards from the property at issue. Um, this property also fronted on Highway 90 and fronts on Highway 90. We've had, we had the appropriate property appraised and the highest and best use was noted as commercial. The same can be said for the property at issue. The Restaurant Cemetery business office is currently in Gretna and it will be moved to this funeral home in Avondale if allowed and built. This will allow the parish to collect significant tax revenue. My client seeks to invest $2 million to $3 million in this funeral home and infrastructure and in this neighborhood. Mr. Chetital and his family pledged not to install a crematorium at this site. During a town hall meeting and public hearings before the planning department, 
Some members of the public have complained that there is no need for a funeral home in this area. The Chedotal family feels differently. The nearest funeral home is approximately six miles to the east in Harvey. To the west, there is one approximately 13 miles away. The surrounding area on the west bank of Jefferson Parish is the only area where there are significant tracts of land available for future development, and we just saw that in the prior gentleman came up and had his plans for resubdivision submitted and approved, apparently. Another complaint that my clients heard in earlier meetings was that this family should not build a funeral home on their property, but they should build a grocery store, given that one is needed. With due respect, the family's not in the business of building or operating grocery stores. A funeral home in this area constituting, constitutes both infrastructure and development, showing a willingness to spend money and, and, and place capital at risk. The investment will show other landowners and business owners that there is stability and development in this area, encouraging them to invest in the area. Some may even consider building that grocery store that residents say is needed. Finally, there have been complaints of illegal dumping on Central Street, which is adjacent to the property at issue. The building of a funeral home and installation of video camera technology will aid in lessening this issue. Moving their main office to this proposed funeral home in Avondale will bring increased development and stability to the neighborhood and also encourage other businesses to invest capital in this area. We appreciate your consideration of this request to rezone this property and resubdivide the property. Thank you. If you have any questions, my client is actually uh, going to speak as well. If you have any questions for me, I'm happy to answer them. If not, I ask Mr. Chetatal to come forward. Thank you. Please state your name for the record. My name is Larry Shuttertall, Jr., 1708 Hancock Street, Gretna, Louisiana. Um, uh, my father is the founder of the business 51 years ago. Um, we're looking to do this project. Funeral homes and cemeteries go together. There's current ones in your parish already. Um, the development of this real estate would uh, generate around 20 to 30, maybe even as much as $40,000 in property tax revenue for the parish. Um, the initial purchase of the land took place, again, 51 years ago with four pieces of real estate that were put together. The last parcel purchased in 74 was this frontage from the power lines to Highway 90, and it was zoned commercial in 1974 when it was purchased. Um, I know the P&Z board has recommended denial on this request, and I I'm, I'm just a little confused that there are no residences on Highway 90. This is Highway 90 frontage. There's a racetrack gas station across the street. There's a truck stop that adjacent to the subdivision that's there, uh, 500 feet away. Um, I I'm confused as to why we can put a family dollar grocery store, two gas stations, a Popeyes, a um, Wendy's in front of a subdivision, but we can't put a funeral home in front of a cemetery. I don't understand that, especially when there's one on Airline Highway right now, which is in Jefferson Parish. And I want to close on this point. I'm going to sum up my, in this, it's, it's ironic that I sit here or stand here today. The next item number 11 on your agenda is the land that I sold, I sold to you for the library. Your initial offer was $73,200 for that land. That would be the residential price. After our people, and we had, it, we had it appraised, and you had it appraised, 
You bought it from me for $135,000, and I have the document here in my hand. So the highest and best use by your own appraiser was commercial. It is 84 feet away from this land I'm trying to rezone and to carve out for commercial. That's about the width of this room. So I'm asking you to go against the P&Z board and approve this so we can grow the business and bring much needed jobs to Avondale. Thank you. Anyone wish to speak in favor of opposition? Please state your name for the record. Good afternoon, uh, Damian Brown, 433 Avondale Garden Road, Avondale, Louisiana. I serve as the pastor for the last eight years uh, of the Little Zion Baptist Church in Avondale. I'm a product of Avondale, born and raised in Avondale. Uh, growing up uh, with my grandmother, we watched uh, a show called The Golden Girls. I still watch it today. And uh, Sophia starts off by saying, picture it, Sicily, 1950, whatever. But picture it, Avondale, 2022. Residents can sit on their porches with coffee in one hand, a newspaper in another hand, and watch a rearrangement at Rest Lawn Cemetery. That doesn't happen on Airline Drive. Picture it in Avondale, 2022. When there was funerals, Avondale Garden Road is backed up with traffic already. They owned it for 50 years, but picture it. They have not been a good neighbor in the last 50 years. There's not running sewage at the property. People who work there, they urinate behind trees. My deceased member, Maxine Shelby, can sit on her porch and watch men urinating behind trees. I'm also upset that they have come to the conclusion that they're going to force this down the throats of disadvantaged black people in Avondale. We cannot let that happen. They would only move this headquarters from the great city of Gretna to Avondale if they can build a funeral home that the residents do not want. I would suggest that they should be embedded in the community before a funeral home. 50 years, not one neighborhood contribution to Avondale other than charging people, rightly so, because we live in a capitalistic society. I'm here today to represent Avondale. We've been to three meetings. We've had a meeting with uh, the Honorable Byron Lee Council District, and we appreciate that. This is not the time and it's not the place. We're not opposed to a funeral home, but build it in Gretna, where the headquarters is, or build it in Mississippi, where he lived. We don't want a funeral home in our neighborhood when they have already not been good neighbors. Yes, they started fixing stuff up in the last few months. There's no fence. They started cutting trees, but that's dis disingenuous at its best. It's a little much too late. So I'd ask this council that if you would hear from the 50 people who showed up in these chambers for three meetings, they're not here today because many work, but some of us are here to represent them, that you would deny this because at this point it's an arrogance to force this down the necks at the mouths of the people of Avondale. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you. Please state your name for the record, ma'am. Good morning. My name is Adrian Gabriel. I'm here to represent for our low home. I'm 61 years old and I've been there all my life. A lot of the land has been sold. A lot of the land just is just gone. We don't have that. They only had three streets when I came up as a child there. That was Avondale Garden Road, which would used to be Wagman and uh, Defino Land and George Street. I come up through there. We don't have many of our people left, a lot of them gone. There's so many things that have come up in our little hood and running us out, and that's how I feel. I feel like we're being ran out. You want that whole area, and I know this. This is going to take a little time. Once he get that, just like he came in, and it was supposed to be houses all parked for the children or whatever, that was a lie to us. We all thought we was going to have that. I'm standing for, I have some more paper petitions here that people um, that doesn't want it, that couldn't, uh, has to work and couldn't come here to support, but they did it on paper. I'm upset anyway now because I lost my mother and my son went bought a plot. I'm tired of supporting him and he's not trying to support us. We don't want all that in our community. It's just a handful of us left. And he want to buy this, he want to buy that. He's saying he just want to put that. The next thing he going to want to put something else there, then it's going to be more property. He's just pushing us out of our home. And I'm asking y'all to please, please stop this. That's all we got left. That's our little history. That's our little world. And he done came in and interrupted. Thank you. Thank you. Madam Clerk, please note no one else has appeared. Councilman Lee. Yes, opportunity to review all of this. I've met with the applicant. I've met with uh, the community. Uh, and much like uh, the pastor said, they've attended three meetings and they were very, um, very committed to their position. In the meeting that I had, uh, uh, that was um, a community meeting that I attended, their position was very strong. It was very consistent. And I don't uh, believe that there's been any changes amongst the parties in terms of what their positions are. And so I'm voting uh, no. Move to denial. For denial. Okay. All right. Is there any objection to the denial of summary item number 26021 on motion by Councilman Lee, second by Councilman Templet? Hearing none, so heard. Uh, is, is there any objection to... Um, suspending the rules and taking item number 14 out of order. Hearing none so ordered, Madam Clerk, could you read item number 14? Summary number 26025, amending the official zoning map, a portion of lot C1, proposed lot C1A, JS Brady Annex subdivision located at 3450 U.S. Highway 90, more particularly amending the zoning classification from <clears throat> R2 to C1, WZ1222, Council District 3. We're now opening a public hearing on summary item number 26025. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Uh, once again, David Greenberg, 848 2nd Street, Gretna. Uh, for the applicant, I would, we would re-urge the arguments which we made earlier. Um, and ask the council for its consideration. Thank you. Thank you. Councilman Lee. 
I move to deny. Okay. Is there any objection to the denial of summary item number 26025 on motion by Councilman Lee, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, that brings us back to item number 11, if I'm correct. Summary number 26022, resub of lots 1 through 5, square 6, J.S. Brady Subdivision, Council District 3. All right, we're now open to public hearing on summary item number 26022. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Madam Clerk, please note no one has appeared. Councilman Lee. A move. This right. is uh, the location where the library would be built in Avondale, first time that the community has had a library. Let me say for the record, uh, what was being said today happened uh, council term prior to me uh, and uh, but the reality is is that there are needs in the community uh, the grocery issue is something that we're dealing with separately and uh, we we have faith that uh, things that will happen uh, but I'm proud to say that this is the beginning phase so whereas we can build a library for Avondale thank you thank you is there any objection to the approval of summary item number 26022 on motion by Councilman Lee, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, item number 12. Summary number 26023. Amending the official zoning map, lot 2, square 16, section D, Elmwood subdivision located in the 1000 block of Berman Highway, more particularly amending the zoning classification from C1 CPZ to R1TH WZ1822, Council District 1. Okay, I have a notation that this one is to be withdrawn. Uh, yes, sir, I is have. That correct, Councilman? Correct. So, what is your motion, sir? Councilman? Oh, I, you, you make a motion to withdraw? Move to withdraw. Okay, is there any objection of the cancellation of number, summary item number 26023 as the applicant withdrew the request on motion by Councilman Edwards, second by Councilman Template. Hearing none, so ordered. All right, that brings up item number 13. Summary number 26024, amending the official zoning map, part of lot H322C, Ames Farm Subdivision, Lower Estelle Plantation, located at 5000 Leo Kerner Parkway, Lafitte LaRose Highway, more particularly amending the zoning classification from R1B CPZ to R1A CPZ, WZ2122, <coughs> Council District 1. We now open the public hearing on summary item number 26024. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Please state your name for the record. Good morning, Shannon Foote, uh, Four Ames, Walt Marrero, and uh, I'm the pastor of Grace Baptist Church on the land in question. Uh, we've uh, filed for this just uh, simply to uh, make some things a little bit more simple for our functioning there and here to answer any questions you'll have for us. All right. Thank you. Madam Clerk, please note no one else has appeared. Councilman Edwards. Move to approve. Is there any objection to approval of summary item number 26024 on motion by Councilman Edwards, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered. 14 has already been handled out of order. Item number 15, ma'am. Summary number 26026, 
amend Chapter 33 and Chapter 40 of the Code to establish and amend zoning regulations and standards for mechanical equipment and provide for related matters as recommended by a study authorized by Council Resolution Number 137391 adopted on March 31, 2021. We're now open to public hearing on summer item number 26026. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Madam Clerk, please note no one has appeared. Councilman Walker. Move to approve. Any objection to the approval of summary item number 26026 on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templin. Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, item number 16. Summary number 26027, approving the request submitted under docket number SP5422 for a variance to the sign regulations of the R1A single-family residential district for St. Bonaventure Church located at 329 South Jamie Boulevard on lot A1, square 15, South Avondale Homes Subdivision, Council District 3. We're now opening a public hearing on summary item numbers 26027. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Please state your name for the record. Frank Hingle, St. Bonaventure Church. I'm here for it and to answer any questions anybody may have. All right. Thank you very much. Madam Clerk, no, please, no one else has appeared. Councilman Lee. I support this move. I move. Is there any objection of approval of summary item number 26027 on motion by Councilman Lee, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered. Item number 17. Summary number 26028, revoking and declaring a portion of Canal Street adjacent to lot A, square 15, Metairie Ridge Nursery Subdivision, no longer needed for public purposes, authorizing its sale to the adjacent property owner and to provide for related matters. Council District 5. We're now opening the public hearing on summary item number 26028. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone in opposition, please come forward. Madam Clerk, please note no one has appeared. Councilwoman Van Branken. Move to approve. Approve it. Is there any objection to the approval of summary item number 26028 on motion by Councilwoman Van Rankin, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, item number 18 is to be canceled. Is that's correct? Councilwoman Van Rankin? Yes. All right. Is there any objection to the cancellation of summary item number 26029 on motion by Councilwoman Van Rankin, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered. Number 19. Summary number 26030, <coughs> amending section 2-31C of the code regarding the authority of the Director of Floodplain Management and Hazard Mitigation to sign certain routine documents and federal grant documents related to the Department of Floodplain Management and to remove outdated grant programs from the list of projects under the authority of the Department and to provide for other related matters. We are now opening the public hearing on summary item number 26030. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Madam Clerk, please note no one has appeared. Councilman Walker. Move to approve. Is there any objection of approval of summary item number 26030 on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templin? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk. 
Summary number 26031, amending ordinance number 26033, passed on July 22, 2020, granting a non-exclusive franchise agreement to Bell South Telecommunications, Inc., doing business as AT&T Louisiana to construct, maintain, and operate its U-verse video service in connection with an integrated <clears throat> internet protocol enabled broadband platform of voice data and video services within the public rights of way of unincorporated Jefferson Parish as provided in and governed by Chapter 35.5 of the Code and the permitting of procedures of the Parish of Jefferson to change the expiration of the agreement from December 31, 2022 to December 31, 2023. All right, we're now opening the public hearing on summary item number 26031. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Thank you, Hires, 509 Home Boulevard. I just don't like AT&T. I oppose it. Madam Clerk, please note no one else has appeared. Councilman Walker. Motion approved. Is there any objection to the approval of summary item number 26031 on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templin? Hearing none so ordered, that brings us to 21, ma'am. Summary number 26032, amend ordinance number 4074, the personnel rules for the classified service of <clears throat> Jefferson Parish to amend rule 2, section 5. I will now open the public hearing on summary item number 26032. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Thank you, Hires. Rising in opposition, 509 Hall Boulevard. This is uh, just more of the same kind of uh, accumulation of statutes. And we got 177 getting passed today. So uh, another amendment to another personnel chapter of things, and it's just a, a confusion of multitudes. So I oppose it on principles. I prefer a government that's frugal and simple as the Jeffersonian. All right, Madam Clerk. I'm sorry. Please state your name for the record. Al Morella, 4260 East Royal Drive, 5th District, Kenna, 4th District, Unincorporated, Jefferson, 50 years. This is the pay plan we all we we on right now, huh, Ricky? I would have to ask. Uh, oh, the next one. Okay, I'm sorry. No. I beg your pardon. I'll come up for the next one. Okay, yes. Thank you. Okay, Councilman Walker. I move to approve. Is there any objection of approval of summary item number two six zero three two on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templet, Madam Clerk, item number twenty two. Summary number 26033, amend ordinance number 14796, the pay plan for the classified service of Jefferson Parish to revise the pay grade assignment of the class of permit technician and to create the classification of permit technician supervisor. Okay. Um, we're now open to public hearing on summary item number 26033. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Al Morello, 4260 East Royola Drive, 5th District, County 4th District, Unincorporated, Jefferson, 50 years. Um, I want to address this to Councilman Lee. Mr. Al, this isn't the, the greater pay plan issue. That one's, com that one's coming up later. This is a different, you're talking about the one that the study of the Yeah, well, the study, uh, because we were item. supposed to get an update on it, and I think we did talk about it briefly at the last meeting. That's a different item coming up. That's a different That's item coming up? Okay, thank you. Thank you, Hires. I know which one this is. <laughs> I'm 
sorry if I misled Mr. Al. Um, I'm rising in opposition because uh, I don't need a, another supervisoral position. Um, I asked uh, about a supervisor position before with the parish president. I think it might have been related to parks, but I've come to understand what it means to be a supervisor as a civil service employee for the parish. And, uh, and I got to oppose creating any more of those positions because they certainly don't provide for a frugal or simple government. Um, my understanding is that a, a supervisor could be making anywhere between twenty-eight and $45,000. That's a very reasonable pay. And I'm sure that most of the people that are working in this position are, are well, well intended, well determined. East and West Bank or Best Bank, either one, right? Um, but creating another supervisor position is just putting somebody else more further indebted to our, uh, our tax dollars. And uh, again, I prefer government that's frugal and simple. And if we're getting this work done, I don't see any need to create another supervisor position, which will be another uh, shift to our capital or operating budget, another salary compression issue. We've got to figure this out, right? At some point, we can't afford to keep on creating more chiefs. I don't mind paying the Indians that are doing the work, but, but creating more chiefs, I think we've had enough. Councilman Walker, your motion? Move to approve. Is there any objection of approval to summary item number 26033 on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templin? Hearing none, so ordered. That brings us to item number 23, madam. Summary number 26034, amending various sections of Chapter 6, Article 5 of the Code relative to Carnival, Mardi Gras, and other parades. All right, we're now open to public hearing on summary item number 26034. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Rick Harris, who rise in favor? Let's have Mardi Gras. Come on, pass it, get it done. Don't, as long as this is good for it, right? I'm assuming that y'all aren't doing something that's going to make it harder for us to enjoy Mardi Gras, right? I mean, tell me this amendment's going to be good for us, right? We're going to have a better Mardi Gras than we've ever had before, please. Thank you. Councilwoman Van Rankin, your motion. Yeah, the department that works on uh, Mardi Gras worked on refining some things to improve it and make it better. Move for approval. All right, is there any objection of approval of summary item number 26034 on motion by Councilwoman Van Rankin, second by Councilman Template. Hearing none, so ordered. That brings us to 24, ma'am. Summary number 26035, waiving the building permit fees for the 2023 St. Jude Dream Home located at 3913 Tavs Park, permit application number 22-312433, Council District 5. We're now open to the public hearing on summary item number 26035. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. No, no. <laughs> I should let you speak enough, but anyway. Um, Madam Clerk, please note no one has appeared. Councilwoman Van Rankin. Move for approval. Is there any objection to approval of summary item number 26035 on motion by Councilwoman Van Rankin, second by Councilman Template. Madam Clerk, item number 25. An ordinance amending the 2022 operating budget of Jefferson Parish, and we do have amendments. 
um, and they are to allocate $12,600 from Council District 3's West Bank Riverboat Gaming Funds to recreation for championship jackets <coughs> for Woodmere Playground. Allocate $85,000 from Council District 3's West Bank Riverboat Gaming Funds to recreation to go towards the purchase of land to provide additional parking at the Estelle Community Senior Center. Allocate $37,000 from Council District 3's West Bank Riverboat Gaming Funds to the Martin Luther King Jr. Task Force Incorporated for a CEA amendment to provide the 2023 MLK Parade and Cultural Celebrations. Allocate $75,000 from Council at Large A Economic Development Funds for a CEA to promote holiday shopping in Jefferson Parish. That's all of the amendments I have to read. Is there any objections of the amendment being brought from the floor? Hearing none so ordered. Um, Councilman Walker, your motions regarding amendments? Move to approve. Is there any objection to the adoption of amendments on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templin? Hearing none so ordered. We'll now open the public hearing on summary item number 26036 as amended. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Please state your name for the record. Thank you, Harris 509, Homer Boulevard. I'm Jeffersonian Republican, and I prefer government that's frugal and simple. We are neither of those things. <clears throat> Without legitimacy, uh, it's hard to, to deal with this budgetary process. And in this particular amendment, there's a couple things that are, are of concern. Estelle is not accessible to the public. There's no public uh, access. There's no public transportation that gets me to Estelle Playground. And when it comes to the American Rescue Act funds, the economic development funds that have been put in the hands of all the council members, I wonder if any of them have considered any of their constituents who fell between the cracks. Each member got at least $12 million, I believe. I'm not sure if this money is related to that or not. I'm assuming it, it is. That's the latest money that we all were given from grant money. And that's really the biggest problem for me is that we, we just grab all this grant money. And I'm on some of these .org like referral sites, so I, I see all these proposals for grants. And get out there and rush right in. Get your grant uh, applications in there. And I don't think anybody understands what grant money is. I don't think anybody understands that. Nobody knows how much debt we're holding right now. Nobody shows much concern for it. That's because we suffered to a democracy. Swear to the republic. We conduct ourselves with like a democracy. As long as you've got some good intentions, as long as it's going for some championship jackets, we're cool spending whatever money we want. We've got to start figuring this out because all that grant money and two-thirds of this state's budget is federally funded. All that money being stolen from our children's future. So as our juvenile delinquents that we got to spend all this grant money, I'm sure that $1.6 that's probably grant money too. How much grant money padded our budget? Are we going to figure this out? Two-thirds of the federal, two-thirds of the state budget is federally funded. JP controls or uh, contributes the most money to the state trough. We have 34% increase in our uh, uh, sales tax. I was told by the parish president, I believe, recently. That was on the news. We're contributing more money to the state trough. So every time I read in this agenda or any of these grants or any of this money that supposedly Jefferson Parish at no cost to Jefferson Parish, there's a lot of cliche words in these, in these budgetary practices. Speaking of which, how many pages are we up to with this $850 million budget? 
We were at about 700 pages for the last one, right? I got about 10 pages into it before I got really concerned. Just a couple pages. And I've never had my access to that budget enhanced. I've only had it restricted by this body. There's no excuse for me going to look at this budget, coming to the parish offices, wanting to review my budget. It's a published document. There's no excuse for it not being readily available. Made, to, you know, enhance my access. State law obliges you to this. Public debt was the greatest concern. As a Jeffersonian, it's the most dangerous thing. Once we take more than we can ever pay, then you'll ever be obliged to pay. And if you're all term limited, none of you are going to pay the debts. And as long as we're willing to take more money than we can ever pay back, then you'll just keep on taking and taking. And it goes from $700 million or $640 million to $850 million. There's no way to operate. We're operating on a, on a disaster economy. Since Katrina, we haven't had a reasonable actual economy here. One hurricane after another, one grant program after another. So much grant money coming in here, it's disgusting. And they're all good deeds. Everybody's going to do some good work. But it costs more than it's ever worth to do. Quit taking the money. Quit taking more than we need. We've got to figure this out. I'm Jeffersonian. I prefer a government that's frugal and simple. And I'm not going to give up until I have one. You know what I mean? Y'all bragged about this budgetary award, you know, and this happened uh, several months ago where how many cities get that award, right? Yeah. You give out 319 of these awards for the budget, for the budget, the annual budget. We're going to give out 319 of these magic awards of how great the budget's been done. But it's just doing your job. And you know how many cities there are in the United States with over 100,000 people? 320. <laughs> Every city gets that award. Let's quit patting ourselves on the back. Let's figure out what it means to have a representative republic, to have our taxation apportioned rather than voted on by the whim of the people that will be imposed and levied and collected upon future generations. Figure it out. Wait, do you raise in favor or against? Oh, you can bet I'm opposed. Okay, just making sure. I'll get that out there. Please state your name for the record. Al Morello, 4260 East Royola Drive, 5th District, Kenna. Fourth District Unincorporated Jefferson, 50 years. Uh, I, I want to direct this to Mr. Hyam. Uh, he's right about one thing, but it, the state of Louisiana is a disaster budget. That's what our budget is in Baton Rouge. It's been like this for quite some time. We've had governors come through here who spent one-time money and practically bankrupted, almost bankrupted the state of Louisiana. They're up there squabbling right now on how to spend this money. But I want to say this, Ricky, once again. I'm glad to see Jefferson Parish getting, getting some of that gaming money. That is a $100 billion a year business. And I still say we're not getting our fair share of what we should be getting out that industry. So whatever we get, I'm glad to see we're getting it. Because it's gone to, to projects in our parish to help the residents instead of in somebody's pocket up in Baton Rouge. Anybody got any comments, any questions? Thank you. All right, Madam Clerk, please note no one else has appeared. I, I would like to. Okay, Councilman Byron Lee. The, the wonderful thing about 
what we do is via the budget amendments is that we identify projects in our district. Estelle is a senior citizen center. They lack appropriate parking space because it's a very popular place for the citizens who are interested in congregating at uh, a building that caters to them. Wagaman, Orleans Village, Avondale, when the funds come in, be it uh, Riverboat Gaming or from the federal government, if you were to look closely at all of our spending, it goes toward helping people in Jefferson Parish who have both needs and desires. And so there, there is nothing untoward what we do with much of this because the money goes to the people and to the things that they need in the community. I don't think it could be said in Jefferson Parish that we truly squander any money because when you look at our quality of life overall, we allocate money to quality of life via recreation, via community services, via our senior citizens, as well as those organizations of seniors who enjoy the benefit of having a stable government. And so that's what we are. We are looking out for the people that we all represent and so there are no issues when it comes down to that for me. And I don't think there are any issues amongst my colleagues when it comes down to helping the people who are in need of things. Again, Estelle will benefit from a new parking lot. Thank you. Okay. Councilman Walker, your motion. Move approve. All right, is there any objection to approval of summary item number 26036? as amended on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template. Madam Clerk. Summary number 26037, an ordinance amending the 2022 capital budget of Jefferson Parish. And I have an amendment, recognize a transfer of $85,000 from Council District 3's West Bank Riverboat Gaming Funds to recreation to go toward the purchase of land to provide additional at the Estelle Community Senior Center. All right, is there any objections to the amendments being brought from the floor? Hearing none so ordered. Councilman Walker, your motion regarding amendments. Move to approve. Is there any objection to the adoption of amendments on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none so ordered. We're now opening the public hearing on summary item number 26037 as amended. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Please state your name for the record. Rick Hyers, rising to oppose. The same reason. Estelle is a fine playground from what I've been able to discern. In fact, my girlfriend who was bullied at, at uh, Bridge City a couple months ago by a Parks employee, right, because I spoke up about the, the shenanigans going on through our park system where materials are disappearing from one park ending up in another. Estelle... Because it's a senior program, my girlfriend, we'd love to be able to visit it. There's no public access there. I can't get on a bus and go there. There's no way to get there. We provide no public transportation to get to Estelle. Do you so know where it's located? The fundamentals of the parish, the requirements of the parish, because we are arbitrarily governed, because you arbitrarily represent both sides of the river, if you're in District 2 or 3 or 
you know, if you're an at-large member, because you arbitrarily represent the people, you're arbitrarily funding the needs of the people. So whether it's we're talking about the park needs or we're talking about anything else, it's the squeakiest wheel, and there's only 70 of you here. It's just too much power and too much money and too few hands. It's not that you're not doing the good works. Of course you're going to do the good works, and of course you're going to help people. That doesn't provide legitimacy, though. What provides legitimacy is a principled relationship between the representative body here and the taxation, property taxation, specifically direct taxes. One of y'all got curious about it and made a stab at what direct taxes are. That's why I took the last meeting off. I'm not taking any more meetings off until we figure out what it means to have them apportioned. So we're going to figure this out. Thank you. Okay, okay that aside, just to be clear, Estelle is on the corner of Barataria Boulevard and Eric Road. Very easy access. Uh, yes. Yes. And then, then also for the record, it's a senior citizen's facility. It's not a park or a playground. Just for the record. Please, please, I'm sorry, please state your name for the record. Al Morella, 4260 East Royal Drive, 5th District, County, 4th District, Gun Incorporated, Jefferson, 50 years. Uh, I'm in favor, I'm in favor of this, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, from the St. Charles Parish line all the way down to Grand Isle, which encompasses all of Jefferson Parish, whatever goes on anywhere in this parish, I have no access to Grand Isle. I can't get down there unless I charter one of our helicopters and fly down there like some of you guys do when we have our meeting down there. But I have no access down there. But I support anything that's good for the people of Grand Isle. Anything that happens in this parish from that St. Charles line all the way to Grand Isle affects all of us, whether we have access to it or not. Anything that's good for senior citizens. You know, Vic Skiro once said it. If it's good for New Orleans, I'm for it. And if it's good for senior citizens, by me being a senior citizen, a very senior citizen, I'm for it. Anybody got any comments, any questions? Thank you. Adam Clerk, please note no one else has appeared. Councilman Walker. Move to approve. Is there any objection of approval of summary item number 26037 as amended on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template. Hearing none, so ordered. That brings us to resolutions from the floor. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Councilman Edwards. No, sir. Councilman Bonanno. Councilman Lee. I have one. Yes, sir. A resolution approving a First Amendment to the Cooperative Endeavor Agreement between the Parish of Jefferson the Martin Luther King Jr. Task Force Incorporated to expand the services to include the production of a parade and banquet to celebrate the 2023 Martin Luther King Jr. holiday at an additional cost not to exceed $37,000, thereby increasing the maximum amount of the agreement from $38,000 to $75,000. Right, is there any objection to the amendment being brought from the floor? Hearing none so ordered. We're going to now open the public hearing regarding such resolution being brought from the floor. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Al Morella, 4260 East Royal Drive, 5th District, County, 4th District, Gun Incorporated, Jefferson, 50 years. 
Uh, I would like a little explanation on the increase, Ricky, since this came from the floor and it wasn't on the agenda. So I'd like a little explanation why the increase, just like I do with all the other change orders. It's, uh, Mr. House, the increase is for the banquet. There's an annual banquet, and if you go back in, our, in Jefferson Parish history, predates me and predates many of us. Jefferson Parish has always funded, uh, contributed, and funded most parts of the, of the program. So we, the banquet facility was not included in the initial appropriation. All right. Thank you, Councilman Lee. Anybody else? Thank you. Councilman Lee, your motion? Move. All right. Is there any objection to adoption of resolution brought forward by Councilman Lee, second by Councilman Templet? Hearing none, so ordered. Councilman Templet. Do I have one? I'm sorry. I don't have one, I don't think. No. <clears throat> Excuse me. Councilman Walker. None. I have one for you. I have one. Yes. <laughs> Who would have known? Um, Let's see, and uh, resolution authorizing an extension of the term of the agreement with the National Association of County and City Health Officials to build the capacity of the local medical reserve, reserve corps units to June 30, 2023. Is there any objection to this resolution being brought from the floor? Hearing none so ordered, we're now going to open the public hearing on such resolution being brought from the floor. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Madam Clerk, please note no one has appeared. Councilman Walker. Move to approve. Is there any objection to the adoption of resolution brought on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templin? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk. Councilman Impostato. I do not. Councilwoman Van Rankin. Yeah. And I've completed the roll. Thank you very much. We're going to go ahead to consent agenda number one. Councilman Walker, uh, your motion regarding approval of Englobo Adoption of Consent Agenda 20, item number 28 through 71, minus number 29, which has amendments. Move to approve. All right. Is there any objection to the adoption of Consent Agenda, consent agenda number 1, items number 28 through 71, minus 29, which has an amendment? On motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template. Hearing none, so ordered. We didn't, we didn't get to 79 yet. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. That brings us to item number 29. It's a, a resolution that approves the 2022 and 2023 alcoholic beverage permits, and we needed to add um, an alcoholic beverage permit for Aldi stores, and the um, number Permit number is 88280-5938. Okay, Councilman Impostato, what's your motion regarding the amendments? So moved. Is there any objection to the amendments on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered. We're now, uh, your motion as a whole? Move to approve. Okay, is there any objection to the adoption of resolution as amended on motion by Councilman Impostato, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, that brings us to item number 72. A resolution selecting an engineering firm from the list of the approved firms established in, under resolution number 139892 adopted on June 29-22 for routine engineering services which cost under $500,000 for water projects. Which no, services? I'm sorry. Um, 
uh, which services will be required to perform a feasibility study for the construction of a 14-inch by 36-inch waterline transmission main along Ames Boulevard, Randolph Street to Ames Court, and Leo Kerner Highway, Barataria Boulevard, First Canal Crossing, Council Districts 1 and 3. Councilman Edwards. I believe Councilman Lee has the, the pick on this. PCM. PCM. Okay, is there any objection to the selection of ECM on motion by Councilman Edwards, second by Councilman Lee? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk. A resolution selecting an engineering firm from the list of the approved firms established under resolution number 139892, adopted on June 29, for routine engineering services, which costs under $500,000 for water projects which services will be required to perform design, bidding, and construction administration services for waterline replacement project along Hickory Avenue, Airline Drive, and Stable Drive, Council District 2. Councilman Bonanno. Move on Ames Group. All right. Is there any objection of selection of Ames Group on motion by Councilman Bonanno, second by Councilman Template? Hearing on so ordered. 74, ma'am. A resolution selecting an engineering firm from the list of the approved firms established under resolution number 139892, adopted on June 2922 for routine engineering services which cost under $500,000 for water projects, which services will be required to perform design, bidding, and construction administration services for a waterline replacement project along Causeway Boulevard from the south side of Airline Drive to Jefferson Highway, including a segment of pipe within Airline Drive right-of-way, Council District 2. Councilman Bonanno. We'll move on with the selection of Aptum with Richard C. Lambert Consultants providing resident inspection. At Aptum and who else? Richard C. Lambert Consultants as the resident inspector. All right. Is there any objection to the selection of Aptum with Richard C.? Lambert, Lambert, okay, on motion by Councilman Bonanno, second by Councilman Templet. Hearing on so ordered. Madam Clerk. A resolution selecting an engineering firm from the list of the approved firms established under resolution number 139892, adopted on June 2922, for routine engineering services which cost under $500,000 for water projects, which services will be required to perform design, bidding, and construction administration services for a waterline replacement project at Shrewsbury neighborhood, waterlines along Scott Street, Burns Street, Lenox Street, Westbury Street, and Dover Street, Council District 2. Councilman Bernano. We'll move on principal engineering with Bryant Hammett and Associates providing resident inspection. Is there any objection of principal engineering with, with Brian Hammett? Being the selection for resident inspection. resident inspection on motion by Councilman Bonanno, second by Councilman Template. Hearing none, so ordered. Um, resolution Bonanno. selecting <laughs> a resolution selecting an engineering firm from the list of the approved firms established under resolution number one three nine eight nine two, adopted on June twenty nine twenty two for routine engineering services which cost under $500,000 for water projects, which services will be required to perform design, bidding, and construction administration services for a waterline replacement project at Shrewsbury neighborhood, 
The replacements will include pipes along Shrewsbury Road and several connecting side streets. Council District 2. Councilman Venano. I'm going to move on PEEC. All right, is there any objection to the selection of PEEC? PEEC. PEEC, Professional Engineering and Environmental Consultants. Professional Engineering on motion by Councilman Bonanno, second by Councilman Templin. Hearing none so ordered. A resolution selecting an engineering firm from the list of the approved firms established under resolution number 139892 adopted on June 29-22 for routine engineering services which costs under $500,000 for water projects which services will be required to perform design, bidding, and construction administration services for a water line replacement project at Jefferson Heights neighborhood. The replacements will include pipes along south side of Airline Drive from Ridgewood Drive to Causeway Boulevard, Council District 2. Councilman Bonanno. <coughs> I'm going to move on Pivotal with Artovia providing resident inspections. All right, let's do this again. Is there any objection to selection of Pivotal and who else? Artovia providing resident inspections. On motion by Councilman Bonanno, second by Councilman Templin. Hearing none so ordered. I think we have another one for Bonanno. A resolution selecting an engineering firm from the list of the approved firms established under resolution number 139892, adopted on June 2922 for routine engineering services, which cost under $500,000 for water projects, which services will be required to perform design, bidding, and construction administration <coughs> services for a water line replacement project at Jefferson Heights neighborhood. The replacements will include pipes along South Labar Road, Claiborne Avenue and Lasalle Street, east of Causeway Boulevard and south of Airline Drive, Council District 2. Councilman Bonanno. I'm going to move on H. Davis Cole. Is there any objection to the selection of H. Davis Cole on motion by Councilman Bonanno, second by Councilman Templet? Hearing none, so ordered. I have a notation for item number 79 to be deferred. Councilman Lee. Yes, but before I do so, I'd like to... Turn your mic on. Uh, before I do so, uh, I, I, I'd like um, Tim Parmentier to provide me with updated, provide all of us with updated information on this matter. This issue is involving uh, the proposal to increase pay for new hires as well as increase pay for others. Um, and so we've, this has been a journey for the last eight months, I believe, or seven months or so. So I'm, I'm eager to find out what's the update because I did go and speak before the personnel board in October to discuss the need for this, uh, for us to be more attractive and being able to hire people as well as for retention purposes. So, Tim? Sure. We contracted with the Archer Company to provide um, a survey of all four of the pay plans. They've begun their work. They carved out those grades within the pay plan that apply to the 1501 to bring those grades up to that. An initial um, study indicated that there were about, I think, eight grades that would be affected by compression, and they're looking at how to solve that uh, through um, incremental increases. The personnel board meets on December 20th, and the Archer Company will be there and make a presentation. Thank you. 
since Mr. Al is at the mic, I'm going to let him comment if we don't mind. If, if, yeah. you know, if Mr. Al, if you can defer to um, Mr. Dumas. Just for a minute. Who, who also uh, has been assisting us with this matter. And, and, uh, John Dumas, personnel director, uh, to Mr. Palmatier's point, uh, the board has requested additional information from the consultant relative to implementing uh, the proposal and how that will work relative to compression issues and other variables that are under consideration. Specifically, the board wanted uh, different percentages as it relates to uh, alleviating compression issues for other employees that are beyond the 1501 mark and also implementation strategies for implementing the entire project. So on Tuesday, the uh, consultant will be present and he'll be presenting this information to the board. Thank you, John. All right. Thank you. That's good. Chairman, can I ask that we reconsider item 44, please? I'm sorry, not 44. I believe it was item 74. Hang on. I believe it was item, I'm sorry, 76. Madam uh, Clerk. Wait, wait, let us finish with 76. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not finished. Okay. Okay. All right. Al. Al Morell, the 4260 East Royal Drive, 5th District, County, 4th District, Gun Incorporated, Jefferson, 50 years. Okay, this is the one I was concerned about. Uh, I want to express my appreciation for you all giving us an update on this. But uh, as soon as we get all facts and figures, uh, which should be pretty soon, because like Councilman Lee said, we've been going uh, around. I know y'all requesting additional information. That takes a little more time. As soon as we get this information and we get all facts and figures, then I expect it to be brought to the possibly the first council meeting of the year, if not, as soon as we can. Anybody got any comments, any questions? Thank you. Okay, we, the motion. Hires, 509 HOMA, I'm rising in to oppose any salary compression. We need salary inversion. You want to be on the public dime, at some point we're going to have to turn it inverted. You're going to have to give up money and you have to give up clarity, transparency. Figure it out. Motion to deny. I mean defer. Motion to defer. <laughs> motion to defer. Is there any objection to deferral of resolution to January 4th? 2023 on motion by Councilman Lee, second by Councilman Templin. We need to revisit an item. Item 76. Item number 76. Madam Clerk, did I say P-E-E-C? I'm sorry, we need to correct that. It's P-E-C. P-E-C. That's what I was just saying. I know that. Okay. Okay. got to me. We need to revisit that? Okay, once again, we're going to revisit item number 76. Is there any objection to the selection of PEC on motion by Councilman Bonanno, second by Councilman Templin? Hearing none, so ordered. That brings us to executive session, Madam Clerk. Item number four, a resolution authorizing Council to go into executive session to discuss legal matters concerning a claim by Daniel and Denise Kingston. Okay, is, there, is there any, Councilman Walker, your motion? Proof. Is there any objection to the adoption of resolution on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered. Item five, ma'am. 
a resolution authorizing the council to go into executive session to discuss legal matters concerning the lawsuit entitled Parish of Jefferson versus Majeski and Masters Incorporated, 24th JDC number 793959, Division C. Council Walker. Move to approve. Is there any objection to adoption of resolution or motion by Councilman Walker and second by Councilman Templet? Hearing none, so ordered. A resolution authorizing the council <clears throat> to go into executive session to discuss legal matters concerning a workers' compensation claim <clears throat> for Julia House claim number 15G57Y230640. Councilman Walker. Move to approve. Is there any objection? to the adoption of the resolution or motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templet. Hearing none, so ordered. One more, Madam Clerk. Yes, sir. Item number seven, a resolution authorizing the Council to go into executive session to discuss legal matters concerning the lawsuit entitled Lynette Theodore versus Timothy Watley, Consolidated Waterworks, District Number 1 of the Parish of Jefferson, um, and ABC Insurance, 24th JDC Number 806-575, Division O. Councilman Walker. Move to approve. Is there any objection or adoption of resolution or motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templet? Hearing none, so ordered. We're now in executive session.
All right, everybody, we're going to reconvene uh, the council meeting after executive session. Madam Clerk. A resolution authorizing a settlement and a claim by Daniel and Denise Kingston. Councilman Walker. Is there any objection of approval of resolution approving motion by Councilman Scott, I mean Walker, and second by Councilman Templin? Hearing none so ordered. Madam Clerk. A resolution authorizing a settlement in session to discuss Ukraine. legal matters concerning the lawsuit entitled Parish of Jefferson versus Majeski and Masters Incorporated 24th JDC number 793959 Division C. Hold on, we have a microphone. Councilman Walker. Move to. Is there any objection on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templin? Hearing none, so ordered. A resolution authorizing a settlement in a workers' compensation claim for Julia House claim number 15G57Y230640. Councilman Walker. Move to approve. Is there any objection on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templin? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk. A resolution authorizing a settlement in, to discuss legal matters concerning the lawsuit entitled Lynette Theodore versus Timothy Watley, Consolidated Waterworks, District Number 1 of the Parish of Jefferson. Um, Parish of Jefferson and ABC Insurance, 24th JDC number 806-575, Division O. Councilman Walker. Move to approve. Is there any objection or motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templet? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, that brings us to consented, nope, we did consent to number one, correct? Yes, item number 80. Go ahead. A resolution selecting an engineering firm from the list of the approved firms established under resolution number 139892, adopted on June 29, 2022, for routine engineering services, which cost under $500,000 for water projects, which services <clears throat> will be required to perform design, bidding, and construction administration for waterline replacement along Veterans Boulevard from the airport access road to 4,000 feet west of the airport access road, Council District 3. Councilman Lee? Yes, MSMM with Altair Engineering as a sub. MSS? MSMM. And who? Altair, L-A-T-E-R. Altair, okay. Is there any objection of the selection of MSMM and Altair on motion by Councilman Lee, second by Councilman Templin? Hearing none, so ordered. A resolution selecting an engineering firm from the list of approved <coughs> firms established under resolution number 139892, adopted on June 29, 22, for routine engineering services, which cost under $500,000 for water projects, which services will be required to perform design, bidding, and construction administration for waterline replacement along Veterans Boulevard from Crestview Avenue to 4800 East 
um, I guess it should be feet east of Crestview Avenue, Council District 3. Councilman Lee. Aptum, uh, engineering along with UJES as the sub. Okay, is there any objection to selection of Aptum? in EJES on motion by Councilman Lee, second by Councilman Templin. Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, 82. A resolution selecting Councilman Scott A. Walker as the chairman of Jefferson Parish Council in accordance with section 2.06A of the Jefferson Parish Charter for the year 2023. Okay, I move. Uh, is there any objection to the adoption of resolution on motion by Councilman Template, second by Councilman Lee? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, I, I have a notation to defer item number 83. Councilman Rankin, your motion. I move to uh, defer this item to January's first meeting, January 4th, I believe. 1-4-2023. Okay, is there any objection to uh, deferring this item 83 to 1-4-2023? On motion by Councilwoman Van Rankin, second by Councilman Template. For efficiency, Ms. Eula, can we defer items 83, 84, and 85 to that same meeting? Can I do those in, in, in a group? Okay. So I'll move for all of those three. The motion over. For 83, 84, and 85. All right. All right. Let's do that then. Okay. Uh, on motion by Councilwoman Van Rankin, we'll be deferring items number 83, 84, and 85 to 1 4 2023, and second by Councilman Templin. Here, any objection? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, that brings us to items number 86, which is. A second in Globo, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, Councilman Walker, what is your motion regarding uh, in Globo? And we got a few things changes here that we have to read and want to get right. Uh, adoption of resolutions 86 through 172 minus 161, which will be canceled, uh, and items 142. 145 and 140, 167, which will be amended. Okay, 142 and 145 are going to be deferred. Okay, all right, deferred, okay. Yes, sir. All right, so let's do that again. Councilman Walker, your motion on regarding uh, in global adoption of resolutions 86 to 172 minus 161, which will be canceled. Uh, deferring items 145 and 142 and uh, minus 167, which will be amended. Yes, sir. Move to. Okay. Is there any objection? Is there any objection to the adoption of, in global adoption of items number 186 <coughs> through 172 minus 161, which will be canceled? Deferring items 142 and 45. To January 4th, January 4th, 2023. And amendment minus 167 for an amendment. Yes, sir. A motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templin. Hearing none, so ordered. So that would bring us to item 167, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. And I think I have 
just got to get there. It's a resolution, and the amendment is as follows, ratifying the actions of the council chairman in signing the cooperative endeavor agreement between the Parish of Jefferson and the Kiwanis Club of Kenner North to allow the organization to use an area in Lafreniere Park and a light tower to sell concessions on select dates during the 2022 Christmas in Lafreniere Park event at no direct cost to the parish. Councilman Nibastada on your amendments. So moved. Is there any objection to adoption of amendments on motion by Councilman Impostato, second by Councilman Templet? Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, Councilman Impostato, your motion regarding a resolution and amended, as amended? So moved. Is there any objection to adoption of amended resolution or motion by Councilman Impostato, second by Councilman Templet? Hearing none, so ordered. I think that brings us to item 173, Madam Clerk. Yes, sir. That's the addendum agenda. Addendum agenda in Globo. Uh, Councilman Walker, what would be your motion regarding uh, in Globo adoption of addendum agenda items 1 through 18 minus number 6, which it has a selection? A motion to approve. Right. Working. <laughs> approve. Okay. It's back. Is there any objection to the in Globo adoption of addendum agenda items 1 through 18? Minus six, which has a selection on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templet. Hearing none, so ordered. That brings us to item number six, ma'am. Yes, Correct? Sir. Yes, sir. A resolution selecting an engineering firm from the list of the approved firms established under resolution number 139781, adopted on June 15, 2022, <clears throat> for routine engineering services, which cost under $500,000 for <clears throat> street projects, which services will be required to perform construction engineering and inspection for Manhattan Boulevard pedestrian improvements. State project number H.013346. Okay, Councilman Edwards, you must. Like Richard C. Lamb and Consultants uh, with uh, beta testing and inspection as a sub. Okay, are there any objections of uh, selection of Richard C. Lambert with beta as a sub on motion by Councilman Edwards, second by Councilman Template. Hearing none, so ordered. That brings us to special districts. A resolution to enter into an annual maintenance agreement with Motorola to provide annual network maintenance, system monitoring, and local troubleshooting and or repair for all radio <coughs> consoles and network infrastructure located at the Backup 911 Center located at 3300 Metairie Road in Metairie. This renewal will cost an amount not to exceed $75,646 annually to be invoiced monthly at an amount not to exceed $6,303.83. Okay, I, I move on this. Uh, is there any objection of adoption of resolution or motion by Councilman Template, second by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk. A resolution approving amendment number two to the cooperative endeavor agreement between the Parish of Jefferson and the Metairie Business Development District to extend the term of the agreement for two years through December 31, 2024, Council District 5. Councilwoman Van Rankin. Move for approval. Is there any objection of the adoption of resolution on motion by Councilwoman Van Rankin, second by Councilman Templet? 
Hearing on so ordered. Madam Clerk, uh, I think there's amendments. Yes, sir, on item number 174. And pulling it right now. Um, a resolution accepting the lowest responsible bid of Casco Industries Incorporated under bid proposal number 50-139920 for tools and equipment for new ladder 117 and engine 158, <coughs> removing the line item um, number 0005 for East Bank Consolidated Special Service Fire Protection District. Um, and Let's see. And the amendment. Is um, the bid tab total should be ninety thousand five ninety seven, and removing line item zero 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 five for a final total of eighty five thousand four hundred fifty nine dollars. Council Malibu amendments. Move. Is there any objection to adoption of amendments uh, on resolution on motion by Councilman Lee, second by Councilwoman Van Vranken? Hearing none so ordered. Uh, your motion as far as, as amended. Move. Move. Is there any objection to adoption of resolution as amended on motion by Councilman Lee, second by Councilwoman Van Vranken? Hearing none so ordered. Resolution approving a second professional services contract continuing in substance <clears throat> the original agreement between the Parish of Jefferson and Shahardi, Sherman, Williams, Murray, Reseal, Stakelum, and Hayes, LLP, to provide legal services in regards to uninsured matters for the Jefferson Parish Hospital Service District Number 2, continuing on an as-needed basis, including Joseph F. Udo, Jr., M.D., versus Jefferson Parish Hospital <coughs> Service District Number 2, doing business as East Jefferson General Hospital, 24th JDC Number 790-224, Division E, and Sella, the third LLC versus Jefferson Parish Hospital District Number 2, Parish of Jefferson, State of Louisiana, doing business as East Jefferson General Hospital, USBCEDLA number 19-11528, Section A, Adversary number 19-01145, to continue the agreement with a new term of October 1, 2022 to October 1, 2024. Councilwoman Van Rankin. Move for approval. Okay, is there any objection to the adoption of resolution or motion by Councilwoman Van Rankin? Second by Councilman Template. Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, 176. A resolution approving a local services agreement between the Parish of Jefferson East Bank Consolidated Special Service Fire Protection District of Jefferson Parish, Louisiana, Fire Protection District numbers 3 through 9 of the Parish of Jefferson, State of Louisiana, regarding the joint acquisition and use of two fire tanker trucks and providing for related matters. Councilman Walker. Move to approve. Is there any objection to the adoption of resolution or motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, I have no new, new business, no new status reports. Uh, persons wishing to appear before the Council, uh, you will have three minutes to do so. Please state your name for the record.
Almorella, 4260 East Loyola Drive, 5th District, Kenner, 4th District, Unincorporated, Jefferson, 50 years. Campaign contribution from the last council meeting, $173,200. Top five benefactors, Councilman Walker, Councilman Template, Parish President Lee Shane, Councilman Lee, Councilman Impostato. Governor John Bell Edwards, I'm demanding your resignation effective immediately. Your failed policies and Baton Rouge has resulted in every agency up there being dysfunctional. Uh, Insurance Commissioner Jim Dylan, I'm demanding your resignation as well. Uh, the rating system concerning these insurance companies is flawed. And you got yet another one making it a total of 12 that's left this state. And $36,000, I mean 36000 insured hanging. Now, I want to respond to an article in the Advocate on November 30. Focus of that article was Greg Busson. Now, Mr. Busson, uh, the way you involve yourself in opposition candidates, uh, you call it merely giving advice. Uh, I suggest you consult the speechwriter and try to come up with another line because I don't buy this one. I think it goes well beyond just merely giving advice. Okay? Now, that being said, I want to direct this to you, Councilman Impostato. At the last meeting, the young lady was coming pretty regular. I don't see you here today. Uh, Miss Bonnie, I believe her name is, the one with the uh, JPAC issue. Now, something was mentioned about Rummel, an event at that debacle on Airline Highway, that's what I call it, um, that uh, uh, Rummel had paid its own way, and I appreciate Councilman Impostato making that clear. Uh, what I'd like to know, Councilman Impostato, is how much was the fee that Rummel paid for that event that they had over there? You said they paid they paid it itself, but I, I'd like to know what the fee was, how much it was. Okay. With that, I want to take this time to wish the people of Jefferson Parish all our employees, including the council, the administration, are very blessed, and Merry Christmas and a happy and prosperous New Year. And I really believe 2023 is going to be a lot better than 2022 was. And hopefully my voice will be a little stronger, if y'all can deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Anybody got any comments, any questions? Thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. Al. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Thank you, Ricky. Please state your name for the record, sir. Brian Griffin, 7447 Barrettary Boulevard, Marrera, Louisiana. Uh, I live in Crown Point, and I, uh, I have a light grading problem with my uh, neighbor that's behind me. He's at uh, 4884 uh, Del Grandal Drive. And uh, what he's doing, he's got acre, about an acre of land, and he's elevating his property with dirt. Uh, between two to three feet, and in some cases even higher. Uh, I went and talked to him about it to see if we can uh, compromise this, and then he said no. So I asked him what his goal was, and he said that uh, he doesn't want any water on his property. And, you know, naturally in Lafitte and Crown Point, we live with water, so, you know, it, it, it's going to be a problem. So uh, I talked to code enforcement about it, but we just can't seem to resolve it. So I'd like to see if the council or someone else can look at this and, uh, you know, can, we can resolve this situation in some kind of way. Because uh, 
uh, what, he, what he's doing, he's uh, creating uh, intentional consequences with his water flowing not only on me, but all the neighbors that's around him. So uh, I think something needs to be done or something needs to be addressed to look and see what we can do with this situation. And I appreciate if y'all would uh, kind of look into it. I, uh, I was born and raised down in Crown Point. I know the floor of the water. I know everything about, about it down there. I moved away for a while and I came back. I built a house down there and since then, I've been down there 18 years, and there's no pumps down there to, uh, to pump our drainage water out. It's only, they only have natural drainage down there. So, so uh, I'm just asking if y'all could take a look at it and see what, uh, if we come to resolution with this thing. And, uh, let's see. That's, that's all I have to say. Okay. And, and what we'll do is if you could leave your name with uh, one of my staff members and, okay. and we'll, we'll reach out to you just to get the information. Councilman. I hate Terry Talano has already been down there and meeting with people, and I'm waiting to, for him to get a report back to me. And we'll see if there's anything that we can do to help you. I have pictures and photos of everything from when he started. He started about the middle of May sometime, so it's still going. The project's still going on. So. Okay. We're looking at it. Good. Thanks okay. a lot. Please state your name for the record, sir. My name is Glenn Griffin. I'm at 7501 Barrettary Boulevard in Crown <coughs> Point. Uh, again, to reiterate something, some of the things that Ryan said, I've lived in Crown Point probably 50 years in my 71, and uh, it's a place that doesn't have drainage. It's a wonderful place to live, as you probably know, yes. Mr. Templeton. But uh, we do have drainage problems and flooding. Uh, so we try to just maintain the normal contour of the land to let the water run where it possibly can run to keep everybody dry. This neighbor Ryan's referring to, the uh, Lonnie Lapruz, has his house was raised by the government 10 to 12 feet high, so he has no chance of flooding. And he's starting, to, he was filling his yard all the way around and where uh, connects with my property, it's about four feet higher than what it was. Uh, I went to speak to him and again, he said, he didn't want to do anything because he didn't want any water on his property, which if you live in Crown Point, that's almost impossible. <clears throat> but if you do do that to your property, your neighbors are going to suffer the consequences, and that's what we're trying to avoid. And uh, he seems to be reluctant to do it. Now, as far as code enforcement is concerned, we did call code enforcement. I met with Gary Lee, and uh, on the first occasion, he looked at it and he was alarmed by how much the guy put in his yard and he said he was going to do something about it. He said he was going to cite him and get him to stop it and maybe put a chain wall to keep from water running off on the neighbors. He didn't do that. Uh, he said he was going to do it the next day and then the next week he went on vacation. So another week went on and, get, and Lonnie continued to fill. When he came back from vacation, we called him again and scheduled another meeting and he came out with his partner, uh, Scott. Laraka or Maraca, I'm not sure what his last name is, but uh, their whole story changed. Uh, they didn't see a problem, and at this point, my adjacent property, if you stand on it, uh, he's got the dirt filled up about to that level, uh, your counter level. <clears throat> so consequently, the water is going to affect everybody else, and uh, code enforcement doesn't seem to be willing to address it or do anything to help us. So again, we're here just to sort of ask you guys to see if you could do anything to get that thing, that process held. Because my house flooded the first time in 30 years. We took on two feet of water. And uh, it's only going to get worse until we get some sort of protection. So we're trying to maintain 
what we can to eliminate that problem. So again, that's all we're doing is requesting you guys assistance, please. Right. Thank you. <clears throat> Would you like to address that? Danny Ferrara, Director of Code Enforcement. I'd, I'd like to get y'all's uh, contact information and I'll uh, meet with y'all out there with the inspectors and, and uh, address it. All right. Thank you. Please state your name for the record, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Frankie Hires, 509 Hole Boulevard. It's going to spark some curiosity and away we go. I don't really care who the chairman is. Because how we empower an office of trust is of greater importance than who holds it. Good sense of the people would always be found to be the greatest army. They may be led astray for a moment, but they would soon correct themselves. I'm pretty sure they had a different sense of time back then. Because it's been a while. Soon might be coming, uh, you know, now, then, who knows. Most importantly, I want to wish a happy holidays, Merry Christmas to the sheriffs, specifically, those who are putting themselves on line, that are putting themselves in harm's way, right? This is a tough time. From Halloween through New Year's, it's, it's a tough time. Everybody that, that, that is out there serving us, protecting us, it's rough. There's a lot of people that are hurting right now, and a lot of people take it out on each other, and, and the people that have to show up at those events are the ones that, that I want to uh, pay a little respect to right now. So to the sheriffs, I wish you a happy and a, and a very safe holidays. And to the first responders, those that show, show up at those events to help the, the fallout. Y'all be safe through the New Year's. Secondly, I'm going to congratulate my child, uh, product of East Jefferson High School, no less. Of course, she also attended uh, NOCA, New Orleans Creative Center for the Arts. Be nice if we had one of those here in uh, Jefferson Parish. She's going to graduate today from Sarah Lawrence College tonight, five o'clock. I'll be on a Zoom meeting toasting her graduation. So here's to Miss Amy and the Blue Moon Theater, Miss Bonnie who uh, did theater for uh, EJ, or for <coughs> Parish Creative Arts, uh, gifted, talented. And Anoka, Joseph Ponis, George Ingmeyer, a couple people that influenced her. On questions of the construct, we were to take ourselves back to the spirit and with, with, within which the debate was con uh, held when it, the, the construct was made, right? And rather than squeeze from the text or invent against it, approach it with that in mind. That's the charter you got. To be true, to be sure, Article 1, Section 1.01, Clause 14, establish, maintain hospitals, provide program for public health services. So you are accountable to this. You have 30 seconds. <clears throat> the arbitrary manner in which this, this body conducts itself with regards to me personally, you need to figure it out. Right? Because giving everybody else as much time as they might want and cutting me off and interrupting me repeatedly, we got to figure this out. My council member saw fit to uh, regard Yakima, Washington, while <clears throat> squeezing from the text and bending against it. That's their neighborhood stop sign policy. They have an exceptional petition pro uh, process. I'm sure they do. But they got a simple, frugal stop sign policy. Figure it out. 
Anyone else wishing to address, please state your name for the record. Brian Miller, 2121 Indiana Avenue in County. <clears throat> um, got a little bit to say. And it, I don't know that it's necessarily directed at the seven council members or Ms. Shang. Um, some people come up here, they want 15 minutes of fame. Some people want legacies. I just want a job done right. We have issues. I've met with council, Councilman Bonanno. We have issues within the fire service here in the West Bank. There's been a lot of talk for many years in regards to consolidation. Well, we can talk consolidation, but you know what? That's three, four, five years down the road. What's going to happen today? What's going to take place? What's going on currently? Currently, we have a fire department within the 7th District, Nine Mile, that is, has obviously fiscally mismanaged their money. Now, I could stand here and tell you that I personally know this because I'm a member. No, I'm not. But the information gets out amongst chiefs. And today I was kind of instructed, well, you got to watch what you say and don't ask questions. Well, I was taught in high school that there's only one stupid question, and it's the one not asked. So I'm going to ask this question to both the council and Ms. Lee. <coughs> what purpose do we have for a director of fire services? And this does not have anything to do with the current one. I happen to have respect for Chief Robinson. But the position as a whole. If he does not have the authority to step in when there is a problem, trucks are being put out of service because of lack of money and lack of manpower, which is meaning they're not getting the service from the department in their community. Not that they're not getting service. Bridge City can respond over to non-mile. We've proven if you take East Bank Consolidated and look that we don't need a fire station every two blocks. Same things can be done over here. But right now, there's contracts with volunteer fire departments that this department is going to serve this community. Well, there is a dereliction in duty. What are we going to do to provide a good service for those in that community, those business owners, those homeowners? I have family in there that live on Wigan. I went back with Joe Greco back then and tried to tell him we have issues that need to be addressed. So my question is, what are we going to do today, currently, present, to fix the problem with non-mile fire department and not worry about a consolidation that is three, four, five years down the road. That's the big picture. We can get there, but let's start here and let's fix what goes here. First of all, thank you for meeting with me a couple weeks ago, Mr. Miller. The non-mile point fire department has struggled financially all year in 2022 and proven that they cannot manage their mon monies. And my analysis is they spent far too much money on overtime. So I'm going to ask the administration to look at <clears throat> what our options are contractually. So I'm going to ask Chief Robinson to get with Ms. Barton's office what our options are contractually. And can we legally consolidate Nama Point with Bridge City or another adjacent fire department and let them run it? But at the same time, I want one caveat. I want all of the firefighters, the paid firefighters that work there, to be continued to be employed. I don't want to hurt any of the firefighters in this process. It comes down to, I think, to an ability of the board to manage their finances, and they've shown us that they struggle doing that. We went so far as to look at <clears throat> whether or not in 2023, Nama Point can continue to pay their bills, given the fact that we've given each of the five departments in the 7th District a $12,000 a month increase in their allotment. 
in our own finance department out and that analyzed that budget and said, no, even with that, they still cannot afford to operate through the end of 2023. So I agree with you. Something's got to change now. And so I think the first step is let's look at our legal options. I'm going to work with the Bridge City Chief and work with the Nomal Board and their chief to work towards a solution. Hopefully, it will consolidate two into Bridge City. But we've got to start first by looking at the, contra the contract and what legal steps we have to take to accomplish that. I appreciate that. And one last thing, Scott, I know it was a disappointment Saturday, but it was still a good game. Uh, I, I did look for you in the dome because I wanted to walk past you with my John Curtis hat on. But uh, they, they got a, a very good team and coach, and they should be proud of where them, them young boys went. Well, like I told a lot of people after that game that experience shows and experience matters in a, in a game like that. And when John Curtis gets to a state championship game, it's tough to bet against them. They've won so many of them. But it was, it was good to be there, and it was a great environment. Madam Clerk, please note no one else has appeared. That brings us for introduction of summer ordinances for summary. Yes, sir. Uh, the very first one I have is a summary ordinance that requires a unanimous vote to be brought from the floor. And uh, it's an ordinance declaring a portion of lot 212 Metairie Court Subdivision, Metairie, Louisiana, no longer needed for a public purpose and authorizing a sale to the adjacent property owners at lot 216A, Metairie Court Subdivision, bearing municipal address 2202 Avenue B, Metairie, for the appraised value and to provide for related matters. Is there any objection to this being brought from the floor? Hearing none so ordered. Madam Clerk. An ordinance submitted under docket um, I'm sorry, resub of lots JC1A, A1, JC234 and 5, Trudeau Plantation. Amending the official zoning map for a portion of undesignated railway, railroad right-of-way, proposed lot RR2, more particularly amending the zoning classification from R1A to M1, EZ1922. Amending the official zoning map for lot 9A Square 49 Harlem Parkway subdivision located at 3701 Ridge Lake Drive, more particularly amending the zoning classification from CDR to C2, docket number EZ 2022. An ordinance amending the official zoning map for lot 13A Square 3 Claiborne Parkway subdivision, more particularly amending the zoning classification for R1A to R3, docket number EZ2222, amending the official zoning map and the official future land use map for lots 30A and 30B and alleyways 30ABW, 5A, 5B, 6A, 6BN, 4AN, and 4BN, proposed lot 30C, square 49, Bonneville Place subdivision, subdivision located at 8... 08 Bonneville Boulevard, more particularly amending the zoning from two-family residential district C2 General Commercial District H2 Medical Service District to R3 Multiple Family Residential and amending the future land use classification from URB. Docket number EZ2322. 
an ordinance submitted under docket number SP 2421 approving requested variances for the John Curtis Lower School located at 10931 Jefferson Highway on lots JC 1A, A1, JC 2, 3, 4, and 5, proposed lot JC 1B, Trudeau Subdivision. An ordinance submitted under docket number SP 422 approving requested variances for 3724 Airline Drive on Lot 88A, Square 5, Metairie Terrace Subdivision. An ordinance submitted under docket number SP 3522 approving requested variances for Lowe's located at 3640 Veterans Memorial Boulevard on Lots 1A and 1B, Hesma Farms Subdivision. An ordinance declaring the intent of Jefferson Parish to acquire full ownership in Lot 14B, Square D, Kensington Garden Subdivision, Abbey Road, Harvey, pursuant to Louisiana Revised Statute 47,2236, which has been adjudicated to Jefferson Parish in the name of Warren Homes, LLC, for the non-payment of property taxes. An ordinance declaring the intent of Jefferson Parish to acquire Full ownership in Lot 15C, Square D, Kensington Garden, Subdivision, Abbey Road, Harvey, pursuant to Louisiana Revised Statute 47-2236, which has been adjudicated to Jefferson Parish in the name of Warren Homes, LLC, for the non-payment of property taxes. An ordinance declaring the intent of Jefferson Parish to acquire full ownership in Lot 15D, Square D, Kensington Garden, Subdivision, Abbey Road, Jefferson Parish, pursuant to Louisiana Revised Statute 47-2236, which has been adjudicated to Jefferson Parish in the name of Warren Homes, LLC, for the non-payment of property taxes. An ordinance declaring the intent of Jefferson Parish to acquire full ownership in Lot 16B, Square D, Kensington Garden Subdivision Abbey Road Harvey, pursuant to Louisiana Revised Statute 47-2236, which has been adjudicated to Jefferson Parish in the name of Warren Homes, LLC, for the non-payment of property taxes. An ordinance declaring the intent of Jefferson Parish to acquire full ownership in Lot 17B, Square D, Kensington Garden Subdivision Abbey Road Harvey, Louisiana pursuant to Louisiana Revised Statute 47-2236, which has been adjudicated to Jefferson Parish in the name of Warren Homes, LLC, for the non-payment of property taxes. And the ordinance declaring the intent of Jefferson Parish to acquire full ownership in Lot 18B, Square D, Kensington Garden Subdivision, Abbey Road, Harvey, pursuant to Louisiana Revised Statute 47 colon 2236, which has been adjudicated to Jefferson Parish in the name of Prime Development Services, LOC, for the non-payment of property taxes. An ordinance amending the Jefferson Parish Code of Ordinances, Chapter 2, Administration, Article 6, Boards, Commissions, Committees, and other agencies of the parish to include a division titled the Head Start Advisory Committee. An ordinance amending Chapter 2, Article 5, Division 2.5 of the Jefferson Parish Code to rename the Department of Governmental and Ethics Compliance as the Department of Ethics and Compliance, as well as to amend the duties of the Director of Ethics and Compliance to amend Chapter 23, Article 5 of the Code to remove references to the defunct Ethics Commission and to amend ethics requirements for parish employees. 
and ordinance to amend ordinance number 4074, the personnel rules for the classified service of Jefferson Parish to revise rule 6, section 10.12, and rule 2, section 6.1, to clarify who has the right to appeal to the personnel board related to the drug and alcohol testing program, and to make other minor changes. And ordinance to amend ordinance number 14796, the pay plan for the classified service of Jefferson Parish to revise the class titles for the classes of stationary engineer 1, 2, and 3. An ordinance authorizing the issuance of not to exceed $1,400,000 of taxable revenue bonds series 2023 prescribing the form and certain terms and conditions of said bonds, providing for the sale of said bonds. An ordinance amending the 2023 operating budget of Jefferson Parish and an ordinance amending the 2023 capital budget of Jefferson Parish. That's all of the items I have to read into summer. So you don't have a few more? No, sir. Okay. All right. Uh, is there any objection to adoption of ordinances read into summary on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template, hearing on so ordered uh, as we as we wound, wind up uh, 2022? Uh, all of us would like to say uh, to all the citizens of Jefferson Parish and all employees that we wish you all, all a Merry Christmas and a prosperous and happy New Year. And uh, is there any objection to the motion to adjourn by all council members present? Hearing none, so ordered. We're done.